It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark and Ryan here. It's Indigenous Round and we're, you know, we've, we've got a bit of excitement in the uh, in the NRL with uh, State of Origin coming up and yeah, but uh, obviously Indigenous Round, pretty exciting. Uh, it's always a good to see the jerseys, mate. Did you see the Cowboys jersey? It is absolute fire. The Cowboys always have decent jerseys for these rounds, don't they? Mm, yeah, well, I mean, like obviously the Indigenous population percentage-wise in Townsville is higher than other parts of Australia. And, um, yeah, mate, some of the artists up there, they do some awesome work. I I, I want one. I um, I went to the trouble. I, I direct my, my birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I, I went to the trouble of uh, messaging my girlfriend with a picture of it going, oh, these jerseys are really good. I'm just seeing if she gets the, she 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 take gets the hint. So, yeah. yeah, and I said, oh, do you like that jersey? She said, oh, it was all right. I said, oh, you know my birthday is coming up. She was like, is that what you want? And I was like, so maybe. <laughs> Yeah. We have a <laughs> we have a thing with presents where we normally give house related presents or like thing practical gifts rather than like things that you look at once and go oh that's nice and then you never look at it ever again so yeah <laughs> I've got about nineteen Cowboys jerseys but it definitely go on the rotation oh for sure you need one for uh, each round of the year yeah mate and I mean I, I um sometimes like I was hating it last year when the Cowboys were sucking real bad cuz you know you wake up the next day after they've just been thrashed and you got to put your jersey on you're like oh you know don't want people, like people think I'm a cow like you know it's a bit di- and like I don't mind if they lose if they try hard but you know when they when they were sort of giving up halfway through the game I I used to just hate putting it on the next day and mate I'm definitely not having that experience this year with the uh the mighty Cowboys juggernaut absolutely strashing the storm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, mate, it's wheels up, mate. Cowboys juggernaut. And we uh, we take down the reigning premiers this weekend. The Penrith Bandits. Yes. Yeah, mate, there's a pushovers. <laughs> well, yeah, mate. You don't even, you don't even need on, Dan. Yeah, you don't even need Tamalala or Felt. Who needs them? Nah, mate. 15 players on the bench. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, mate, we might we might jump in. I reckon we've got a big show coming today, so I'm going to cover sure. off on a couple of little extra things. And, mate, I'm going to not make the mistake of forgetting about the pride and punishment this week. Oh, old, yes. Uh, old Max King got promoted to the starting side last week uh, but ended up becoming Max Dunce at the end of the day with a uh, pretty lacklustre, you know, yeah. early 30 score despite getting extra minutes. And I'm sure he's going to be the subject of a lot of questions this week. Uh, 50 minutes actually is really good stint for him. So, yeah, but, um, mate, a couple of other guys here. What about El Matualangi? Wait, what was that one? Read it again. El Matualangi. Like, Elma. As in, he's taken an L. Oh, all right. Gotcha. <laughs> or oh, I'm going to have to explain money. it. <laughs> Kelma losing money. <laughs> Sell, win, Cobo. Yep. I'm sure we've had that one before. Somebody asking a trade question. Come on, mate. This is the wrong post for that. What about Blake Gaff? <laughs> I like that one. That's you. <laughs> Raymond Foot Better Mariner. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. That is. That's clever. Yeah. OTL even took the time to reply to that. That was good. Good. Oh, oh man. I miss OTL. 
especially with Raymond back. Yeah. Dare a fly and then I? Yes. And um, bad arm best. <laughs> I'm Try some Frizzell. Yeah, I'm not the best for sure. Try some Frizzell. Yeah, yeah. Gorn Trebojevic. Oh. Jason, yeah. time to go go. <laughs> there's good there's a couple of good Tom Lolo ones actually. Yeah, there's um and there's Telma Tui luggage. Oh. And um <laughs> Blake Naff, yeah. Alright, yeah. Old Taff he's copping a punishment here. What about um Jack Sent Haste Bind? <laughs> I've got one, uh, Jackson Wastings, over on Instagram. Yeah, or Jackson Hatings. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Been in my team for Kelma Tuolongi. <laughs> I think that was the one of the week. I think the comments yeah. like that one. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of people like that. What about, yeah, Tom Goatbit? <laughs> oh, your one here, Adam Fanua Broke. <laughs> Tyron tries hard. Yeah. <laughs> Tyron, Tyron Wishard of the bed. <laughs> COC for Al My Leggy Talak. No, wait. COC Al My Leg Talakaya. That's a bit too hard. Can't make. Stafford Goa. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, not anymore, he's not. Jason, Jason Gonalolo, Ethan Mastered. Yep. A couple of good ones. Yeah, no, there's, there's way more than that. Jacob Shiraz, Lachlan yep. Thriller. Min King. See, see you later, Sifa Telekai. Max Porn with a W. No, not an O. Yeah, no, that's all right. That'll good. There's no one, none other stand. Any other standouts uh, on Instagram? Uh, B.O. Thompson, because he sucks. He stinks. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Jermaine Isako. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's that's about it. I think. I think we could. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad we did. I can't. Re- I'm not going to read out all of them. Uh, there's there's too many. We'll be here all day. Some of them are not really that good. So if you want them to be read out, they gotta gotta be better guys. Gotta step up your game a little bit here. All right, Ryan. Mate, before we jump into the fantasy-related stuff, I want to talk to you a little bit about State of Origin, and the reason why I want to do that is partly because it is fantasy-relevant. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll see for those playing overall, obviously, if you're playing head-to-head, it's less relevant, but it is still relevant. Um, May obviously, uh, we've put up two sets of State of Origin teams on our Instagram, which obviously kicked across to, to Facebook as well. Uh, for anyone that listens on Twitter, Jump over to Facebook, Instagram to get those. I couldn't be bothered resizing the pages is the reason why it's not over there. I'll be honest, that's the only reason. Um, the mate, starting off with the Queensland team, obviously we've had uh, a fair bit of help in the comments um, about the areas that people think we've gone wrong here. Um, so obviously our predicted team for Queensland, Caelan Ponger at number one, Gagai and Valentine Holmes in the centre seems pretty straightforward. I've seen a fair few comments there, people calling for um, – Hamaso in the centers and Holmes on the wing, but I think those people probably don't watch the Cowboys play at all. 
Um, but the uh, the two wing spots is actually fairly contentious because I mean there's probably for my mind four really good options. Mm-hmm. Um, two left wing, two right wing. Um, the two right wingers being Selwyn Cobo and Xavier Coates, uh, and then the two left wingers being Murray Tolungi and Corey Oates. So, mate, uh, I actually didn't ask for your feedback at all with these posts. So, who do you think is going to be the two Queensland wingers, and why? Hmm, I, I tend to think. Billy is probably going to opt for a little bit of experience, at least on one of the wings. So I, I tend to think Corey Oates is probably going to be in the side. Um, and he's been scored a fair few tries this year. So I, I think he's going to be one winger. The other ones just seems like a bit of a, a toss-up, doesn't it? Um, uh, you have to think the Cowboys are going to get rewarded for this season. Like, how long he's been, he's been going fairly well this year. Um, the problem is both of those guys are left wingers. Can, so you've got to either can, move Corey Oates to his non-favoured side or you've mm. got to break up the partnership, which defeats the whole purpose of picking Tolungi in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's tough to say because I'm not sure if, like, Oates can play on the right. Like, it is – I'm, I'm sure he, he, he'd say he could um, if it means getting picked in the side. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen him play right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's yeah. It, to to be honest, like that's the position, like the, the two wing spots are the positions I've got the least idea about for the for the Maroons. It, I, I tend to yeah. think Oates is going to be on one wing, the other wing I've generally got no idea. Yeah, for me, I can see it being any combination of those four. Um, so I've got it as Talangi and Cobo, but I could definitely even see it be the other two as well. You know, could be Oates and Coates, and. I mean, Oates and Coates is both—they've both played Origin before. But I mean, Cobo's just been fantastic. But you know, a lot of his meters come from breakaway tries. Without those breakaway tries, his stats actually aren't super duper good. And I know Origin's not about stats, but I mean, Talungi's been fairly good week in week out. But Oates does give him that—you know—out of out of the back sort of experience, bigger body, uh, and as you say, the experience. So. Coates and Oates is is probably you know probably the most like if I if you put a gun to my head and and I had to bet on it that's what I would bet on I think. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I just I don't know I don't I don't think I can see Billy picking two rookie wingers um, game one. Oh, I could see one of them. I just yeah I just couldn't imagine he picks two though. No, that's fair enough. All right, moving through. Obviously, Harv's going to be Munster Cherry Evans. The fullback jersey, they're saying it's open and it could be Reese Walsh, but I can't see him not picking Ponga, um, if nothing else, for just from the experience. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think Walsh is really – like he's a solid player, but I don't think he's knocked the door down enough to warrant leapfrogging Ponga just yet. Yep. No, I agree. And obviously Papali is going to be nailed on. Kurt Cape, well, Felice Cafusi nailed on. Um, Tino is going to be either at prop or lock, and I don't think it really matters. Uh, and then the other middle forward uh, is should be Pat Carrigan, I think. Um, but it probably depends on which way they go, and they could use um, Joy Arrow at prop, even Ruben Cotter at lock if they wanted to sort of get some early leg speed. Um, I mean, they got a couple of options to go there. Um, is there anyone that sort of stands out to you as being the, you know, that you do? You, are you with me that you think it's going to be Carrigan as the other starter? I think so. Yeah, I think he's done enough to earn his role. Um, again, like the Broncos are going really well. Um, I, I just think 
I think the big ones are probably the the bench spots. There's like a couple of guys I could see sneaking in um, over, say, like a Flegler or or Nanai. But um, I, yeah, I can't I can't really disagree with those starters. Yeah, I think I think if Carrigan doesn't start, he'll be on the bench, and same thing with Arrow. Uh, so it leaves us with basically three spots available for uh, quote unquote utility which could be occupied by Ruben Cotter um, or not. And a lot of people seem to think that Ben Hunt is going to be in the 17 and that one of the forwards is going to be the 18th man. But for me, I I don't I, – and, and I've got a, a thinking behind this, which is Ponga, Munster, Cherry Evans, and Harry Grant all comfortably can get through 80 minutes. They don't need to make that interchange in the spine, but they need to have it covered. I'd much prefer to have – say, Capewell or Kafusi play less minutes. Like, they can play, like, Kafusi could play 50 minutes and bring Nanoi on for the last 30 or, or the I mean, the other option in that spot, stay for feeder um, for an impact sort of guy, or they can play 80. But, I mean, Cotter gives you the option of playing him in the forwards or hooker cover. Um, but, I mean, do you think it's going to be Ben Hunt or do you think Cotter's going to play a forward role and maybe, say, like, Flegler drops out or, or Nano drops out and... and, and because, I mean, Cotter has to be there, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. He's played his way into the team. He's either going to be in the utility role playing, um, you know, some forward minutes or be just specifically a, a mid-forward in the rotation. Um, I, I tend to lean towards what you've got of Ben Hunt not making the side. I just think Cotter adds he adds just a little bit more um, in that Ben Hunt, you really can only play him either at half if there's an injury or spelling Grant for, you know, 20 minutes at hooker, which yeah. Cotter can also you do. You don't really want to take Grant off the field. Exactly. I mean, maybe Grant might struggle a little bit with, you know, the intensity of playing 80 minutes at origin level versus club level. Like maybe you want mm-hmm. to only play Grant for 60 in that in that case. And, you know, and Cotter provides that. You can give that that spell. Um, while also being a useful interchange, you know, like being yeah. able to to cover, he, he can come into the forward rotation. He can he can play hooker, and you know, mm. Grant can move to halfback, like we saw on the weekends, and Munster to fullback or in the back line, or you know, anything yeah. like oh, that. Well, you've also got you've more. also got you've also got Kurt Cable there, who's played center center yeah. plenty of times, and he can move to center, yeah. and you can shift Holmes or Gagai or Cobo, you know, to the fullback if you need to. Mm-hmm. So there's, they give him lots of options there. But, yeah, I think that – and, you know, imagine Cotter coming on 30 minutes in and playing the game out. Like, that's one interchange. You know, and you've got Harry Grant and Ruben Cotter on the field at the same time, and you just run a guy like, you know, you, and then you bring a Nanai on on the edge. Like, there's plenty of attacking spark there. You know, Cowboys have been unreal in defense. And has if Ben Hunt's form – has Ben Hunt's form warranted him earning Well, he's top spot? three in the Dally M's at the moment. Okay. So. I mean, I don't want to take the form argument because, I mean, on form, that and that's a big pro, like that's one of the big arguments for Ben Hunt is people keep saying that he's going to be there on form. But, I mean, is is the Dally M a good uh, indicator no. necessarily no. of form? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think I think any combination, I mean, I can see David Fafita in there, but, I mean, Nanai's been so good and Fafita hasn't played a game for five weeks he's coming off a knee injury like do you need does has has he done enough enough to be a nailed on player in that team i don't think so particularly considering how good nano cotter 
you know, and even Flegler, like Billy talks a lot about Flegler and he gives you that mongrel, you know, that 30 minutes off the bench role that they like. Mm. Because, I mean, you've got Carrigan, Papali'i, Tino, Cotter, Arrow, can all play huge minutes. Like you don't need another, you know, big minute Lindsay Collins, Mo Fotowaker type guy there. I think the only two, the other two I can see sneaking in would be um, Fodawaker and Fafida. If if Fafida does play this weekend, if he um, comes he's, on the bench and named. he's in the extended reserves, yeah. yeah. So if if he sneaks onto the bench or and plays some decent, um, you know, looks decent coming off the bench, I, I could see him potentially um, taking Jeremiah Nani's spot. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I tend to agree with what you've put out here. Yeah, no, yeah, I, and um, I mean, yeah, the the wingers is the two that I'm the least confident about, but I'm I'm feeling yeah. pretty comfortable that I got the forward pack right, so we'll uh, we'll see how we go, mate. Moving on to the Blues, um, Tedesco fullback, Josh Adokato on the two wings. That's you know uh, pretty uh, chalky. Cleary's going to be the seven, more than likely with Jerome Luai at the six. Um, although. I mean, there's some merit to the idea of looking at a Luke Keery or something like that, but I think game one they'll probably stick with what worked last year. Um, Jack White and Katoni Staggs in the heart, in the centres, being White on the left and Katoni Staggs on the right. Um, so the big pushback we've got here is Stephen Crichton uh, playing left centre. So, mm. I mean, what do you think? Do you think Freddie's going to go with a familiar Jack White and face? Now, he played pretty well on the weekend and I mean the thing with what this team this this blues team without turbo um you know Murray coming off an injury Frizzell's not a hundred percent Jerbo's not playing anywhere near what he used to be Payne Haas is injured no Pappenhausen Daniel Saifidi out of form this blues team is vulnerable make no mistake about that but I mean I think Whiten gives them a little bit of Mongrel, mm. you know. Yeah, well, well, my first my picks um, for the center spot was Whiten and Crichton. I thought Crichton was going to play right center um, instead of Katoni Stags. That was my initial thoughts when I was penning putting together a Blues team. Um, but do you still feel uh, that way, or Stags has done enough now? No, I still feel that way. To be honest, I, I, my guess would be uh, Whiten and um, and Crichton uh, for those two center spots, but. Okay. Again, it's 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 probably the two. It's similar to the Queensland Wings. It's probably the two positions I feel the least uh, confident in, and like really, like a, a Stags Crichton combination is a very fair argument. Um, it's hard to knock that back. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's not like Crichton hasn't played left center plenty of times before either. Yeah, exactly. So, and the th- <clears throat> the thing is, there. I mean, depending on who they go at seventeen, then well, um, Crichton covers fullback and the goal kicking where. Yeah, well, plus my 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 thoughts for Crichton at at right centre was to, oh, it was probably going to be the right winger. You'd think. Mm. Yeah, I I think Stags has just been really really good this year though. Like, mm. yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind. I I hope they. I I I think they're more vulnerable with Crich with Crichton. Like, I want them to pick Crichton and Whiten, but I'd be more scared of Stags personally. But yeah. I mean, Stags versus Valentine Holmes. Uh, Valentine Holmes gave him a bath a couple of weeks ago, so maybe not. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe it'll come down to this weekend how um, Crichton ha- handles Holmes in their matchup this week. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Preview. Yeah, so, yeah, 
State of Origin. Heard it first here. Um, all right, moving through the forwards. Payne Haas is going to be there somewhere. Damien Cook's going to be there somewhere. Isaiah Yo is going to be there somewhere. The other starting middle forward could be, I mean, it was Daniel Saifidi last year, but, I mean, he's probably hasn't been good. On form, it should be David Clemmer, but I really can't see him being selected. So I've, I've put Jake Trebojevic in there, but I don't feel good about that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to think I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think Jake is probably going to start at prop. I can't say, I can't see him playing huge minutes though. He sort of seems like he's going to be like a, a 40 minute um, type guy in origin. Um, yeah. But yeah, I tend to agree. Like, cause he probably is a decent player to start origin because he is mainly safe. a tackle bot. Yeah. Well, he's a yeah. tackle bot. He's safe. So he can just t- help take the sting out of the game to start, um, start yeah. the game. And you can take him off after 20. Yeah, and then you bring on the Cam Murray leg speed and Junior Paulo and, and Haas sort of play through one spot. I mean, Finucane's injured, otherwise he'd probably be a good option here. Who else have they got? Like, who's who's a danger of coming onto the bench here? Um, yeah, geez, it's it's a bit tough. I mean, because you'd have to think Murray's probably not going to start now, that given that he hasn't played um, – Mm. What in a few weeks? Maybe if he if he plays this week, gets out big minutes. I could see Murray starting, um, starting. He's on been an edge so with, good for uh, them off the bench, though. Like you know, Freddie's seen him come off the bench. Like you really just need somebody to just you know grind it out for the first twenty minutes, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like I guess like be the perfect uh, you know Gerbo grind it out, and then Murray comes on, adds mm. that that attacking spark, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, the other option they go with like is a Tarek Sims or something like that. Well, my thinking of like him, him at second row is that like is that where that's where he was picked um, for the you know, three games last year. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure, and I don't think uh, Angus has done a whole lot to knock down the door either. No, but he's been pretty strong. Um, yeah. without being and fantastic, he's... but I mean Sims is Sims, so uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Liam Martin's one. I've got him on the bench there with Sims missing out. But, I mean, it could easily be Sims on the bench and Noli and Martin. Uh, but, I mean, Martin's just been really good for the last two and a half years now. So, no, interesting times ahead. And then I've got Nico at 17 with Brian Madison in the 18. And I think that that he he tended to pick guys who were on buys so that they, other t- players could play for their club. Mm. Um, so I think that's where we're going to see Hines and Madison there for game yeah. one, and then they'll probably see what happens. To be honest, I think uh, by the time the series is over, Hines will have um, started at least one game in this series. Okay. Could he play seven? I think he's going to play 5-8 at some point. Okay. Because Queensland are going to give him a bath in game one and two and they'll try Hines in week three? I think he might even um, play game two if uh, okay. if Queensland beat them in game one. Yeah. Mate, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be so good. I'm 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 away for work on the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and I'm flying back to Brisbane at Wednesday and I was I forgot what time I was flying and I was praying it wasn't like 7 o'clock at night, but it's a 2 p.m. flight, so I'll get in at 4 so I can get on the beers at the airport at 1 o'clock, early knock-off from work, beers at the airport, have to work out how I'm going to get home and then <laughs> straight onto it. So Beautiful. It sounds like a it seems like a future mark problem, but mate, I reckon that'll that'll probably do us for now. So I guess the fantasy relevant stuff out of that whole lot is uh, unavailable players round thirteen, 
is potentially, obviously, uh, for, for guys that actually are going to play that week, that's really just Holmes for sure, maybe Talangi, Cherry Evans, obviously, Papali, obviously. Um, who else is there? Is Titans round 13? Uh, yes, they are. Yep. They play the so Cowboys. Tino, Ruben Cotter, Nanai. Uh, which would obviously, you know, ruin a lot of people's buy planning. I think. I think there's a lot of people hoping for Fafita so they get Nanai in round 13. You'd probably be a member of that crew. Not that you focus too much on overall. Um, and then obviously no Teddy, no White, and not that he's particularly fantasy relevant. The two Penrith halves plus, you know, potentially Crichton to O. And um, Yo. That's that's pretty much it fantasy wise and Angus obviously. Yeah, I think I think that's all it. Yeah, cool. All right, mate. mate let's move along. Finally, get to list. some uh, some some team lists. It's been bloody. We, we're gonna we're gonna have a marathon tonight, mate. I'm I'm pumped. I know the people are ready. I don't even have a beer Excellent. tonight because I'm back on my bloody diet. So I've got a, oh, no. a a sugar free passion fruit soft drink that I barely even touched. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I've had three beers by now. Um, <laughs> moving into the first game, mate, we got Melbourne and Manly to kick us off. Melbourne, no mucking around after getting the uh, the big ugly foot up the bum by the Cowboys last weekend. Um, they moved Meany into that fullback role. Uh, no more Wishart. He's back to the bench. They bring in a bit of size uh, in the prop area with Tui Kamakamitha starting. Uh, and this feels like the best team that they can put on the park now, given injuries. Yeah, well, let's let's hope uh, Jerome Hughes actually plays this week. Yeah, well, you know, I saw somebody traded Adam Reynolds to Jerome Hughes, which is just (laughs) oh man, he's like, oh, anyone else get caught by this? And I was like, no, I don't think anyone else got caught by this, mate. That was just you, (laughs) poor bloke. Um, Fantasy wise, though, I mean, it's Harry Grant back in the hooker spot, which is good. Is is Harry Grant a captaincy option this week against the turboless Manly? Oh, that's a decent shout. Um, I mean, you'd have to think he's a chance at putting up a decent score here. Um, I guess the only no, concern I th- is... I, th- I think Melbourne could run an absolute train on this Manly team. I guess the only concern is that he probably ends up, um, you know, he might have two try assists, a line break, and still finish on like 62 because he's been pulled off at the 60th minute mark and he's only made about 10 tackles. Mm, yeah, maybe. No, I mean, mainly aren't bad, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they approach this game. But you have to think Melbourne, like Bellamy and Melbourne, they'll be absolutely fizzing. And, I mean, if I had oh. – I'd look at Munster as a captaincy this week for sure if I had him. Um, oh, and, yeah, Harry Grant. If 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 Hughes is playing, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be very – Strongly tempted to to put the C on Harry Grant this week, I think. Oh, mate, if Hughes has played, I'd throw the C on Xavier Coates. He's going to score about six tries going up against Morgan Harper and Tafua. Oh, goof. <laughs> oh, George Tafua's back. Holy He's hell, back. what happened there? Who's missing? Um, Turbo. No, but surely they had somebody else there, surely. Or oh, Jason Saab's in 19. He'll be back. Oh, Saab. What happened to Saab? Why has why he been dropped? He had that foot injury, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm. Tough Still hasn't scored a try yet. Mm. Yeah. Don't think but this yeah, is the week no, he, he does. <laughs> no, I don't either. Um, yeah, so fantasy-wise, it's really 
But for anyone that jumped on Meany, hopefully he can put a good score up for you. Harry Graham, potential captain. Josh King, keep rolling him out until you can trade him, which will probably be never based on this uh, year so far. Um, and then, obviously, be wary of Hughes carrying this uh, injury, I think. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Uh, moving across to Manly, obviously, big news, Turbo out for the year. Um, although I did see on our Facebook, uh, uh, apparently there's a um, a guy over in Fiji who has some herbs that Turbo can get his hands on that will heal him up in two weeks, which I thought, <laughs> you know, given Manly's situation, might be worth a crack. Oh geez, uh, hope it's not the uh, hope it's not Paul Gallon's cousin end up at Asada or something. Yeah, I think it's the same herbs that Bronson Sherry, Bronson Sherry was taking. <laughs> Have you seen Bronson Sherry? Have you seen those photos of it? Isn't he Jack now, mate? He's not taking his steroid ban very seriously, eh? <laughs> well, if you're already banned he's, for it, why? <laughs> he's tri- he's tripled in size. It's like banned, if they, why not? Yeah. Exactly. It's like if they, you know, they handed out murder convictions, but you could only get one of them, you know, and then <laughs> and then that's it. Like you can't, can't get more than one. That's I think that's the way he's approached it. Like, oh, well, I've already done it now. Like I may as well keep going. Yeah, do you so, still get tested yeah, if you're suspended? Like, oh no, I don't think I wouldn't think so. Hmm. So yeah, no, he's uh, he's a monster now. He'll be playing prop when he comes back if he comes back. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I mean, I saw your funny comment. You were saying you had a, a moment of uh, delirium where you were looking at Lachlan Croker, who managed to book up, put up a good score. But I mean, this <laughs> this uh, Manly team's going to be fairly fantasy irrelevant outside of DCE and uh, cooler for those of us that have got him parked in the emergencies and might be needing to play him this week. Yeah. Other than that, this Manly team is um, it's mm. taken a real step back on the uh, PVL ball rules, hasn't it? Yeah, I saw some some talk about Garrick being a buy. That was a uh, on the the Sunday Talking League pod, and I saw some questions come through about Garrick. But I had a look at his fantasy scoring at fullback in the past, and it didn't inspire me with a lot of confidence. No, he sort of seems like a like a low forties, mid forties, if you're lucky, kind of guy. Um, and he's not cheap. He's already you know, fairly well-priced. Um, yeah. So he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, ten games at fullback in his career and has only scored over 50 twice. Um, but he's got uh, seven and a half points of goal kicking in that as well. Wow. And are they going to average three and a half tries a game or four try call it four tries a game? This and I think all – all of his 50-point scores came in the PVL, um, you know, 2021 year too. Like if you look at his 2020, like he had two starts in 2020 and uh, four in 2022, um, it's a little less inspiring than uh, what's... Yeah, it's what 25, 26, 41, and then 34, 35, 42, 45. Well, it's mm. the seven non-2021 games. So, yeah, no, no bueno. I'm, I'm not willing to rule it out. I'm not willing to rule it out yet, but I'm uh, definitely happy to not buy when he's playing Melbourne, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And break even 32, he shouldn't get away from us this week. Um, if he, you know, puts out a 45 or something against Melbourne and Manly look not terrible, um, we'll, we'll revise to around 13, I think. Moving along to the – I had another look at Marty Tapao. I just he's – so, he's in, in the mid-400s now. He's had a, 
bit fall from grace, old Marty. I miss him. Yeah, he hasn't been very good this year, unfortunately. No. Uh, moving along to the Panthers up against the Cowboys grand final preview coming up here uh, with Panthers looking fairly strong. Cowboys, no Tom Lolo. Colin Hess comes into lock, um, well, slash prop and Ruben Cotter lock, whatever you want to call it. Um, Kyle Feltz also out with Hamaso coming on to the wing and Jake Granville taking the spot on the bench. Um, although, I mean, that could be Ben Hampton or Brendan Elliott come game day or Lemuelu, you know, depending on which way Peyton wants to go with that utility. Um, do we, Matt, do I, do I dare to dream? <laughs> is this, is this a uh, call up for the big upset this week, mate? Is it even an upset? <laughs> Do you see that bloke on the punters club when I put the bet on the Cowboys last week? He's like, shit bet. <laughs> and all these people were just absolutely roasting him. I should have bet more. I should have bet double. What are they paying? They're $4 this week. Oh, mate. Pile on. We're going on in the punters club. 14 and a half points. The entire balance left in the punters club. We're putting it on the Cowboys. Right or That's die. That's way too much, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I'll be taking them at a, a cheeky six and a half. <laughs> mate, so. Penrith, are, Penrith, Penrith are obviously very good, but I don't think they're unbeatable. No, mate. No. I want to take them outright. $4 is outrageous. Yeah. I'm not going to take them outright, but I want to. <laughs> I've taken them with a line plenty of times in this year than when they've won. So I don't know. Yeah, they've just been so good, man. I can't believe it. Fantasy-wise, though, um, <laughs> Isaac Targo, 49. He's doing good stuff. Break-even's back down to 28 now. Uh, he's going to come up against the newly formed edge of Peter Hicko and Hamaso Tabuai Fado. Um, and Hamaso's actually down in the very, very cheap Bracket now, but his wing scores are pretty poor and also break even 43. Yeah. And playing Penrith too, it's probably uh, probably not the ideal week to buy a uh, cheap winger who's very volatile. Yeah. Yeah. Volatile is probably a kind word as well. So, um, yeah, fantasy-wise, obviously, we had the return of the king with Nathan Cleary scoring a, a nice mid eighty score there. Uh, fantasy-wise, it's pre- pretty much just them two and Yo. Uh, I mean, Crichton, if he gets origin, is going to be annoying for all of those that hold, held him. But, I mean, he's is he, how's he scoring recently? I, since I sold him, I've stopped looking. I think he's still going okay. Um, like, he's obviously, like every center, he's fairly um, attacking. Yeah, 40, 52, 52 last three weeks. But, I mean, two tries helps. Yeah, for sure. I still, I'd, I, I wish I'd kept him now. I'd love, <laughs> yeah. with, uh, Pap, with Pap gone, he would be a perfect third-week fullback. Yeah. Oh well, we live and we learn, Ryan. We probably we probably don't learn, but you know we like to think that we learn. Uh, on the Cowboys, it's pretty much Cotter, um, Tom Godbert, uh, and and Nenai. Uh, is uh, and, I mean obviously Robson. Hopefully he doesn't get too many minutes, if any, pinched by Jake Granville this week. Um, Jake Granville did get left on the bench for an entire eighty minutes a couple of times, so I mean it's not impossible. Um, but I mean, anyone holding Gilbert or Nanai, you're basically just hanging on to them through the buys now, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like basically, if you've got a cowboy, just hang on to him until round 14 and, and reassess then, I think. Yep. 
think uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of people are a lot of people are panicking over Robson though. Ah, oh, yeah, don't stress, guys. It'll be right. Yeah. Moving along to the Broncos and the Titans. Uh, Adam Reynolds still not named. Yep. I heard the um, on the Magic Sponge he's dealing with um, something wrong with his pubis, um, which sounds dirtier than it is. Um, yeah, it's some sort of. That, um, didn't uh, Chanel Harris Devita have that? No, no, no. That's the that's the <laughs> penis, mate. That's different. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy no, mistake so, to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so apparently there's some sort of bone that runs from your pelvic area up towards your belly button, and he's got some sort of issues with that, um, which is an ongoing problem, and it might limit his performance going forward was the, the assessment from NRL Physio. So any dreams that I had about potentially getting Reynolds this week, I've, I've parked those um, indefinitely. It sounds like it's going to be a season-long issue for him um, that he'll have to manage. And he said, like physio was sort of saying, he might miss a week here or there um, to manage it and stuff like that. So, yeah, obviously, if you've already got Reynolds, you're probably hanging on to him. But if you don't have him, he's certainly off the buy list for me. Um, but this Broncos team is, I mean, Cobbo's an origin chance, but he's also been scoring a fair few breakaway tries, which is, is really helping his fantasy score. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel pretty bad. I um, what, what you know, our, our regular in the group, uh, I think his name's um, Kelly. He's, he was um, he was thinking about buying Cobo last week, and I unfortunately steered him away from that. So, <laughs> do you remember when he was three hundred and thirty k, and I told you I wanted to buy him, and you said no on this podcast? Uh, no, mate. I don't you remember. jerk. No, you did it. He scored bloody what nine tries in the last five weeks? It's ridiculous, mate. I knew it was going to happen. It's, a, it's the Josh Addo car. You know, you got to expect the unexpected, mate. Tries a part of his base. <laughs> so, no, oh, yeah, pretty, pretty dirty about that because I was having a really good look at him at 330K and he's up at 550-something now. So another one that would have been a good wing fullback instead of, you know, cooler who's just sitting there scoring 25s. But, I mean, he's the green dot, which is better than some of these other cashies that we've had. So, um. Mate, uh, outside of that, obviously we're not jumping on the Ezra Mam train. Payne Haas is probably an area of concern for his managers, though. Um, you still got Haas? Yep, yeah. I had him since round well, one. Concern? Not concern. I mean, he's still scoring 50s. Like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to sell someone scoring 50s? Oh, he's only got one 50 out of the last three weeks, though. Yeah, well, he's injured the last two. He's coming back, mate. Just relax. He played 61 minutes on the weekend. Yeah. I'm just asking, mate. I'm not telling you to sell him. I'm just asking because the people, I'm sure the people are I mean, nervous, mate. There's I wouldn't recommend anyone. running around out there. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be recommending anyone buy him right now with Origin around the corner, but uh, if, you're a, if you're an owner, like, yeah, it's not what you want, but, like, he's still scoring 50s. So as long as he's putting yeah. over 50 each week, nothing to worry about. Yeah. I mean, he's no Pat Carrigan, obviously. Um, no, well, you can't all be that good. No, nah, 64, 44, oh, sorry, 66, 44, 59 the last three weeks and played almost 70 minutes straight on the weekend last yeah, week. Yeah, so. it's the Queensland motor, mate. He's just, he's got the Queensland heart. Mate, and the hair. I reckon the hair has something to do with it, eh? Him and Chad. Like the long hair. Well, no, Carrigan and Reuben Cotter. Like they've oh, grown their yeah. hair out in a Samson like format to increase their power. 
Is that uh, is that why Angus is no good now, or like you know he yeah. was uh, no good oh. at the start of the year? Oh, when he looked like that guy that owned a French patisserie. Yeah, remember that last year when yeah. he was scoring. Yeah, yeah. much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but probably nobody in this Broncos team is a buy right now. I guess is the short, the short message. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Titans. There is a guy here who we need to have a conversation about, Ryan, and that is, is Toby Sexton. Just, Toby Sexton. Ooh, okay. I told you last week about Toby Sexton. I told you last week. Yeah, no, I know, but we need to have a serious conversation about it. Because, you know, the people weren't trusting us last week when we brought it up, or you brought it up. But now we've got two scores in a row over 55 without a try. Mm -hmm. we got, you know, and the thing is, Toby, he loves a tackle. In the Mm. last two weeks, he's made 32 and 23 tackles. He's kicked Mm -hmm. for about 500 metres on average, 450 metres on average. Uh, And he is starting to obviously take – he's obviously taken a bit more control of this team. Mm. So Broncos this week with no Reynolds, although not that that really showed up last week. But then Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Knights, Broncos again, Bulldogs. It's a pretty nice little run there really. Um. Aside from the sharks, you know who are who are pretty strong, but you know not not a team that you can't put up a score against. So, mate, I ask you: Is Toby Sexton a buy? Oh, geez. Um, obviously, we were pretty high on him in the preseason, and he he started okay, but sort of drifted off uh, in in the last what six weeks. He's been pretty poor. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant. Just based on like this, thirty-two tackles on the weekends, and you know, yeah. five hundred plus kick meters the week before. Um, not goal kicking anymore with Isaco in the side. If he was goal kicking, I would be a lot, you know, more willing to take a bit of a punt on him. Um, yeah, I just don't know if I if I'm like he very well could be. I just don't know if I'm ready to get burnt again. <laughs> I'm Toby yeah. Sexton. No, well, mate, you yeah. know we have we've been managed to avoid most of the traps this year. I don't know about you, but but I have. Have you managed to avoid most of the traps? So you can um, have a roll the dice on him, or oh, I mean, if they weren't in a green jersey, <laughs> I've avoided I've avoided the ones in non-green jerseys. <laughs> yeah, smart, good. All right, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Toby definitely. He's almost a straight swap for Poor Lungy, which is you know an interesting one if you need a half. But I mean. He's a round 13 player if you're focusing on that. Uh, Titans seem to be, you know, not getting worse. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I mean, his break evens what, seven this week? Is it seven or negative seven? Uh, I think it's I think it's six. seven, isn't it? Six. Oh, six. Yeah, six. Break even a six. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> even if he – can we get up the – can we go to the, the money-making – and let's say he gets 40 the next three weeks. What's the well, – or 45 even, you know, which is, you know, a, a dominant half, like they, they get 45 in their sleep most of the time. Yeah. I'll pull it up What does you. that make his price rises? All right. So 45 for the next four weeks would be about a little over 100K. Okay. So he, he does need to get – he does need to put on a couple more big scores. So, yeah, it doesn't come without risk. And, I mean, there's a couple of – probably better options. But, I mean, if you're looking for somebody just to only execute one trade, you can't quite get to a Nat Butcher or something like that. Uh, I mean, he's an interesting option for basically no money on 
on top of Tuolangi is what someone someone else in this uh, Titan spine. I just I'm not saying he's a buy or even want to recommend him, but I just feel like we need to mention him is um, Jaden Campbell. Um, Mm. He scored 62 back to back the last two weeks, and the biggest difference for mine is is he's actually kicking. He's averaging about 150 kick meters per game the last two weeks. So I just think it's something that's worth noting. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that Brimson's not kicking at all and Campbell is kicking. Yeah, that is surprising. Although, I mean, last week he had 13 tackle busts and the week this week he had 10 tackles from fullback, which is unusual. Mm. So, and I mean, he had a try assist and a try saver to go with his 10 tackles, which normally fullbacks make three tackles, five tackles. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying no. Uh I'm just saying, I mean, if you were overall focused and you need a wing fullback, you could definitely do a lot worse, 100%. But, I mean, would you, is he materially, like, I mean, we need, and this is one, we're going to get to this, so we may as well bring it up right now. They're not playing in the next game or the one after that, but let's just bring it up. You know, is he, would you go to him or someone like Savage, who's at 220K, who's got six weeks now? Well, that's a good point. Um, I, I guess like Savage has probably got the same type of uh, floor ceiling at fullback. I guess the biggest um, concern there is that you're you're playing Russian roulette with Sticky. Like, does Savage yeah. play fullback? Is it, yeah, exactly. Like, is it is it Rapana back there? Um, and I guess something else that you know for for uh, players out there they you need to keep in mind when you're considering blokes who have um, a, a stint that's in the side because of injury is that there is a week off between round 15 and 16 so you know mm. it, it's really five weeks like because like i think the casualty wards got chance back for around well they've got expected return the around rate, 18 to 19 yeah the, that's what the raiders website says 18 to 19 which is what's that round 12 13 14 15 16 by and 17 18 so, it's, so yeah it's five six, six at most five yeah five six weeks but i mean there's nothing to say that he can't cement that spot um but you can't be thinking about him that way Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many green jersey traps do you need? <laughs> Room for one more, mate. Room for one more. Yeah, and I mean, he could play. He could absolutely play on the wing with Rapana at fullback as well. But I mean, he was pretty good on the weekend, so I'd have to think there'd have to be some sort of disaster for that to happen. Um, which you know, it around sticky those do happen. Um, <laughs> and I mean, but they're going into eels, roosters, but roosters without origin players, Broncos, Knights, Dragons, and then the Storm the last week. It's not a super good draw by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's so, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. No, no, nothing to be juicy about. So yeah, no, just 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 some food for thought. We'll probably come back to in the end of the questions. I'd say, uh, moving on to the Warriors. Looks like we've lost Adam Fanil Blake for the year, which means Jazz Tavanga is going to go into quote unquote prop. Uh, Torhu Harris, I actually missed the Warriors game last weekend. Did Torhu Harris play edge or middle? Because I saw they did some sort of late swap with him and Murchie. Do you know he played 70 minutes, I saw, but did he actually play edge or middle? I've actually got no idea. This is the one game I didn't see either. <laughs> oh, you bloody hell, right? I trust you to bloody watch one game while I'm away. I was on the beers. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's all right, mate. Yeah, I'm not I'll, too sure. We'll yeah, just quick. just while we're sitting here, just just look it up. Just go and go into some some highlights and and just have a look and see where Toru's standing. Uh, All right. 
we'll, we'll come back to it. But I real I do want to bring it up. So obviously, Sean Johnson, a couple of good scores in a row. But I mean, Jazz Tavanga is a really interesting one. Uh, if he's going to be able to procure sort of big minutes in that middle, because I mean, his PPM is typically very, very good um, when he's not pl- not being asked to play in that hooker role. And I mean, given the the shortage of forwards, he's he's sort of going to have to spend some time in the middle. So mm. since 2017, in games where he's played prop or lock, um, which is almost exclusively lock, but there's a couple of games at prop, um, he averages 53.4 in 54.9 minutes. But um, within that, there's not a huge amount of turnover tackles because most of those games he um, wasn't in the turning over tackle format. So, I mean, really, like, you look at just the games where they've been actually recording turnover tackles, and his he's turnover tackle rate's pretty high. It's like one in every one every two games or something like that. So, you know, I mean, you can add an extra point or two onto that. So he's basically a one-point-per-minute sort of guy. So, I mean, if you're buying him, is there a realistic thing? Because, I mean, the big danger is Curran coming back and, and mm-hmm. you know, them running Aitken, Curran, and Torhu for – 70 to 80 minutes or for all three of them a week and Jazz drops back to a 40-minute prop, which is would be bad. Yeah, it's... Because, um, mm. look, we, I think we all as fantasy players really like Jazz. He's one of those players that just... He's fun to watch. He loves to offload. Yeah. He, he, um, yep. he has a real dig. He's got some dumb plays in his game and misses the odd tackle, but um, he makes up for it with those offloads. Uh yeah, it's just the minutes, I guess. That's the concern. So I'm having a quick look now at um, the Warriors game. It seems like Tohu played um, at lock um, from what yep. I'm seeing. Like he, he played the first 50 at lock. He went off. Jazz came on. Um, uh, and uh, I think Jazz moved back. to hook. Yeah, no, yeah. And then um, when he came back, Freddie Lussick went off and Jazz moved to hooker there. So, yeah. Um, okay. I, yeah. So I think Tohu's going to be in the middle. Um, yeah, because I can see that Curran, Curran and Aiken playing 80 minutes on the edges, Tohu playing 65 to 70 to 80 at lock, and then, you know, some sort of combination of Jazz, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and, you know, Dynamis Louie and Jack Murchie playing, you know, the, the other 80 minutes with, you know, two hookers and a Elias Katoa off the bench for 10 minutes or something like that. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know if I'm if I'm trusting going into Jazz at 660k or whatever he is. I'm nah. Well, I mean, for 30k more, you can get Tohu, and he's just so much yeah, exactly. safer. Exactly, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I said he was a buy when he was like 540k a few weeks back, but it's been oh, it's, it's been an yeah, incredible uh, circumstances that's turned him into a potential keeper. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to see it. I'd love if anyone that's got him, mate, just enjoy the ride. Put the C on him this week, surely. Yeah, but do it. You know, very rarely get an option to do that. But yeah, I think I'm really gonna start have to having to look really closely at Torhu Harris now. Um, he's certainly not an urgent buy this week because um, I mean his break even still fairly high in the what is he 67. So I mean he could hit that this week, but I mean it's looking like he's gonna play big minutes at lock. And um, yep. he should really be a 55-plus walk-up starter captaincy pinch option, but, you know, obviously without the 
maybe not not as much of a ceiling as what what you might want from a captain. He's around thirteen captain at the very worst. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just looking at games where Tor, who's played at least sixty minutes in the middle, um, we've got a sample of twenty games, and he averages sixty three and a half. Yeah, and that's only with a, you know, that's only with a very limited, only about half of that is is turnover tackles being recorded as well. So I mean, you can add another, you know, that might be sixty four, sixty five. So yeah, sixty four, sixty five in seventy five minutes. So even if it's a seventy-minute roll, it's still minimum sort of sixty average. So, yeah, Wheels pretty up. keen to to look at him. Um, it's not urgent this week. I can do, I can do, Tuolangi to Savage, and Rana Cooler Savage Loop, and turn either Tomalolo or Max King into Torhi Harris. This week is what I'm thinking about. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, but I, I also need a bloody save a trade at some point. So, no, I can also just that. go to a Lungy to Nat Butcher in one trade. And I'm thinking about maybe just doing that. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the other guy in this worries team before we move on to you and Aiken, he's a keeper full time center until further notice. Uh, over on the night side, David Clemmer keeps pumping out scores. Chris Randall does not. Um, Ponga, nice score. <laughs> Bloody, I was stressing, man. First five minutes, he was on 12 points. He had that break down the sideline, and I was going, yeah, here we go. And then I was sweating for about 70 minutes until he stored that try. <laughs> yeah, he put the uh, he put the brakes on a bit for a, for a yeah. good 20 minutes. Yeah, man. He scored, he scored like 12 points in five minutes, and then he scored the next 12 points in the next – 60 minutes and then scored a try in the last 15 to save his score. So it's, um, yeah, he's putting me through some stress, old Kalen, but you know, 55, I'll take that up against this Warriors team. If I trusted him more, I'd put the C on him this week against this Warriors side, but I don't. Um, yeah, in 2021, he might have been a captaincy option, but it wouldn't shock me if he puts up a hundo this week. But it's nice to see Tyson Frizzell back in the points. 68 with a try, now break even 47. And for anyone that's playing head-to-head, he's a really interesting buy here for me. Yeah, um, I I tend I had a look at him myself this afternoon just because I, I am that head-to-head player, but I ended up with the same sort of um, predicament as uh, what we had with Jazz a second ago. Like, I, uh, you know, why don't I just spend the 10K and get Tohu, who I know isn't playing Origin, I know isn't going to get a rest in round 14 or after any of the games. So I'm even as a head-to-head player, I'm sort of leaning towards going, you know, with Tohu Harris and just sort of waiting until Origin is sort of done and dusted. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little worried that um, he might get a bit of a rest on, you know, the backing mm. up um, on the round 14 type games. Yeah. Well, particularly when they, they do have the minutes. I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to play. I I think he's going to play, but although the comments on Instagram were, were unkind to to Tyson Frizzell, um, he's a he's a uh, basically a lock, I would think, for that that team. Um, Barnett, another good score, but I mean, Kurt Mann's going to be back in what three weeks, and then he's you know back to the bench or you know on the edge maybe or who knows. And I mean, he's at five hundred and sixty-one. He's definitely worth discussing. 
um, with two scores, 53 and 68 in the last two weeks. Yeah, well, he played 30 minutes at centre um, last week too, which because uh, I don't think he's an 80-minute lock and I don't think he's going to be used as such this week. Um, I, I think the only reason he played 80 was because Bradman Best got injured and he had to move out to the centres. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I just don't really like him at, at lock. His PPM just isn't as good as what it is um, in the second row when he's guaranteed that 80 minutes. Yeah, which is odd because normally those guys play more like they average better in the middle. But, yeah, he's he's kind of a weird one. So, mm. yeah, and no, I definitely probably going to steer away from him, but he is worth bringing up. And, I mean, you know, you could absolutely could get lucky with him and he could end up being a, a gun rest of the season. But I think it would probably take an injury or something to Fitzgibbon because Fitzgibbon seems to be nailed on to that edge spot now, unfortunately, for the Knights. Uh, and then, yeah, it's the bench is Phoenix Crossland ruining, ruining Chris Randall's fantasy prospects, although a lot of people are probably going to be boxed into holding him this week with the uh, the balance of the TLT news. Oh, geez, but he seems like just such a bigger issue than, like, say, if you've got a Max King or something like that. Oh, absolutely. But let's say you got, like, you know, Isaiah Tass, Blake Taff, you know, Trent Peoples and Jason Tomalolo. You know, Tualangi. Yeah, to a lungy, you got, you know, there's plenty of Adam Reynolds. You now there's there's plenty of headaches floating around out there. So you know, I don't presume to uh to know know the extent of them. Uh moving along to the Rabbitohs against the Tigers. Um one guy you mentioned, Tulungi, still on the bench. Um for the Rabbitohs, Cookie going from strength to strength, and seems like our amateurs' curse has passed to the uh, the team that the name of the podcast with with Trent Peoples uh, not being named this week. Yeah, how many uh, Rabbitohs traps are we going to get this year? It's just, oh, mate, every, every have you ever a new one? Have you ever seen a fantasy team with a bigger bunch of shit fantasy buys? <laughs> like Between even Blake Lachlan Taft. Jackson Pulo was one that people were looking at in the preseason. Tane Mill, I'm sure a couple of people. Yeah, Ilias. Cody Walker, I buddy, must have talked a couple of people into that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cook's been good. Um, like, Arrow's kind of been, eh. Ilias turned you know, into a good cow, but it was after a lot of people sold him. <laughs> yeah. In the first and, couple and of weeks. Havili's sort of turned into a pumpkin last week, but, I mean, you know, you're entitled to have one bad week. Um, but, yeah, no, so Peebles is out. He's down in... Uh, Jersey number twenty this week now, and they got Murray lurking, so it might be he might be limited to you know injury cover and whatever rest of season, and hopefully that we uh, we get some good luck there. Um, and I, I'm perfectly happy to call nobody in this Rabbitohs team a buy at current pricing and situation with Origin and stuff. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I guess the the hope with Peoples is that um, you know with Arrow going away for Origin next week, we assume, and Murray as well, um, that he potentially gets a game or two over that period. Yep. Although Rabbitoh is not really in a position to be resting people at the moment, which could be the downfall mm. of us. True. Yeah, West Tigers. Uh, Dane Laurie's back. That sees Stafford Tiger going to the centres. Uh, Jackson Hastings has been named despite having that injury. Uh, Tua Lungi on the bench, as we said, with Luke Garner on the edge. He's an interesting one, but I, I sort of, you know, he strikes me as a, you know, why would I do that when I can get that butcher type? Well, well I mean, there's I a guess, fair bit of yeah. gap between their price points, isn't there? Yeah, well, I, oh, I guess, what's the difference? It's about 80K or something, isn't it? Garner's 456, Butcher's sitting at 526, so what's that, 70,000? 70K, yeah. 
Yeah, um, and I guess both probably have similar job security, don't they? Like Satili could um, jump Butcher at any time once Radley's back, um, but you've got the same worry with the Tigers. Like once Madge changes his mind, is Tuolangi going to jump Garner again? Um, that said, Garner was pretty good last week, and he's been pretty decent when he was playing centre this year, so he might have just earned his opportunity. But, um, yeah, I think with Garner there is probably 10 points of value there. It's just a matter of um, is he actually going to stay in the side long enough to realise it? Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, so no, it's still yeah, and yeah, we the heart yeah, as you say, like, like you know, do we trust Madge next week? They get pounded here, and two along he's back in the in the back row again. So yeah, I don't know. Poor Alex Twelve didn't get that try. He was so close. They were trying, weren't they? They were trying. Yeah, he um he was going to pick up that ball too, and they came through. It ended up being a no try anyway. That would have been heartbreaking for him too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah, yeah, not not a lot happening here in this Tigers team, though, really, um, fantasy-wise. Kemba Marlowe's one, he's quite cheap um, if you need somebody as cover that, you know, really has a, a job until he gets injured type thing. He scored a couple of tries, break even down at 15 now, and he's in a very, very low 300s. So, yeah, just one one for the eyeballs, but not, not someone I'm going to go out of my way to recommend. Feels like another Edric. Yeah. Uh, West, not West Tigers, uh, Sharks, Sharkies and the Roosters. Uh, sees Will Kennedy come back. Lockie Miller's out. Uh, Talakai's been named despite having that ankle slash foot injury. Uh, McInnes still at lock. Uh, Wilton's back to the bench with Wade Graham still in the starters. Wade scored pretty poorly, but, I mean, he does have those in his game. Uh, I mean, outside of... Nico Hines, it's and and maybe Cam McInnes, who who had an odd like high PPM low minutes game, which is not usually his go. Um, there's not really a lot happening here for the Sharks. Yeah, for such a decent side, they're not really overly fantasy relevant. I think a lot of people uh, jumped off Talakai last week, and he uh, those who held weren't rewarded. It was um, yeah, pretty. Pretty disappointing against the Titans, and then he lived off with an ankle injury, but luckily avoided any any serious damage there. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty hub drum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the the Talakai, the people that purchased Talakai at six seventy something are um, absolutely tearing their hair out now. He's got to break even at eighty six, coming off you know a bunch of bad scores. The you know we are we at the point where we're advocating selling and just taking the L and and moving on or is that what we're doing or I mean he's still owned by what twenty percent of teams. It might be that time, hey. Um, it just oh jeez, oh, yeah. Because I mean, like I think he's still got the potential to be a keeper, but the Sharks' attack just doesn't look as uh, I don't know. It just looks a little bit out of sync to what they were doing in the early rounds of the year. Maybe Will Kennedy fixes that because he was. Um, sort of providing a, a bit as that linking man, um, you know, swooping around in attack. Maybe that sort of fix helps fix them. But yeah, I'd uh, I'd be I'd be leaning towards selling if I was a Talakai owner, if especially like with Burton doing such great things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Burton, Aiken, like that's your two centers, and Targo. If you're still holding oh, him, yeah, really, yeah. that's that's it. You know, or, or Stephen Crichton as as well as doing well. So. Yeah, no, certainly not advocating a buy of anyone on that team that's not named Nico Hines. And, I mean, obviously most years should have him by now. Um, over on the Roosters, uh, obviously Teddy doing Teddy stuff. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, the big fantasy news here is Nat Butcher out on the edge with ta- the um, – I'm sure I saw, yeah, so Tupanua's been named on the bench. Uh, and, I mean, he's a better middle, I think, anyway, if, if that's what they need, you know, given they're a bit short there. Um, mm. I mean, how comfortable are we that Butcher's at least a 50-minute lock or if not more, uh, eighty minute edge, and what's our sort of thoughts around him long term? He feels to me like a very high forties, very low fifties type option. He do, yeah, he does. He, I, that's sort of where I've got him in that high forties, low fifties. If he's playing second row, he makes it a lot more interesting because then he's not on a time frame of um, when is Victor Radley going to be back and pushing him back to the bench. It's, but again, it's one of those ones where you just know Robbo could change his mind at any minute, like he has done throughout the year. With you know, one week, you know, for a few weeks, Angus is on the bench, and then you know, the next week, uh, Butch is back in the starting side, and Satili's um, on the bench. It's it's mm. it's strange, and I I don't know what to make of it. Um, but at the very least, he should have a few good weeks because even if he does move to lock, like Radley's not going to be back. I think they were saying about round sixteen ish. Um, yeah, yeah, so I don't think I don't think he's the worst buy, but he is going to be a trade out at some point. You would assume, unless he holds onto that starting spot and does good things. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely possible um, that it's Nat out there because I mean, but I mean, you think Satili's been out there so long now? You have to think it's his it's his job. So yeah, I don't know. I don't trust it. I could and it could easily be a late swap Satili edge Nat Butcher bench, and then you, you're kicking yourself. So. Yeah, not 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 uh, filling me with huge amounts of excitement, um, but I mean he's definitely an option there. So um, moving along to the, I mean actually Luke Keary as well, mate. Yeah, your man. Luke, yeah, this is another one you talked me out of. I was going to get him, <laughs> you know, a hundred and something k ago. So six hundred twenty-one k. He's got a, a five-week average of fifty-one point six now with no tries. Um, 46, 51, 50, 43, 68. Um, I mean, 32 tackles is probably not something that's sustainable, but I mean, he's consistently 200 plus kick meters and all, but you know, 275 plus. Um, and I mean, the Roosters, I, we know they have a tough schedule, but it didn't stop him scoring against the Panthers. So, I mean, is he at 620k? Is he coming into calculations for overall players? You'd have to think so, um, at least to some extent, given that we don't think he's going to be in the origin side and he's playing next yeah. week. He's still relatively cheap. Um, mm. he's, he's not the worst option. He's not the worst. Yeah, no, definitely an, an area of interest. Uh, I'll struggle at that price to recommend him. At 550 I would have been, yeah, would have been all over it if you told me I was, he was going to be, you know, doing this. So, yeah, no. The Reese's are a hard one because they're not really performing that well, but but they're like sixth on the ladder, I think. So, hmm. the um, yeah, I don't really seventh. Yeah, they're hard to get a read on the Roosters. I, I sort of don't really trust what they're doing on any given week. Yeah, um, they they don't really seem like a premiership contender, do they? They're sort of in that hmm. middle rung of teams. No, and I mean, so uh, I need to have a look here because I mean. I keep hearing Joseph Marno's name, and I, I don't really know why. Um, I mean, like 25, 58, 25, 59, 52, 33. Like, you know, that's 
you know, that's his pattern of scoring. Um, you know, he sort of always seems to do this, sits around the high 500s, low 600s, and a tough mm. schedule. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't in any good conscience recommend him to anybody. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, you're better off just hanging on to your Tylan May, Stephen Crichton, whatever, or, or going to a gun like a Matt Burton, you and Aitken type, I think. Yeah, I think people are sort of looking at him as that like round 13 playing fullback who typically does mm. well in that fullback role. But I mean, at the end of the day, you still left come uh, head to head finals time with a, you know, a, a 40s average center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving along to the Sunday games, Bulldogs, Dragons, Matt, uh, Jacob Caraz named on the wing with um, old mate and Ockenbore dropped, which is good. Uh, so, I mean, he comes into calculations for people as a buy here in the very low 300s. Probably a much better option than Marlo. Less with less job security, though. Negative 15 break even. Very busy player. Um, you know, averaging 6.5 tackle busts and 120 meters a game in his in his two games there. So, I mean, is he is he somebody that is interesting you this week? I'm not too sure how to feel about him. Um, I, I definitely think he is yeah. worth consideration. Like he seems to love an offload. He's averaging three and a half offloads in his two starts this year, um, and he seems to have won the spot because uh, he has played well in the opportunities he's gotten. And Ockerball hasn't. Like he is a he is mm. a liability. Um, out on that wing, I think, and look, I, I, th- I certainly think he can hold down the spot. Um, he's shown a lot in in his uh, two opportunities so far this year. In um, I, th- I know he's been going pretty well in reserve grade this year. I'll pull up his stats. Um, so he's averaging forty five and a half in reserve grade with a mix of wing and center starts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it is encouraging um, what he has been able to do so far this year, um, but. Oh, geez, it's just it just feels wrong buying a three hundred twenty k winger on the dogs, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, so would you go Karaz or Savage? I'm leaning Savage just because of the hundred k, um, but I don't think I could talk anyone out of Karaz with the negative fifteen break mm. even. It's pretty hard to ignore. Yeah. Well, I mean two two fifty two mid forty scores, and he'll be skyrocketing. So. I'll bring yeah, up the uh, bring up the yeah. price tool here. So let's say let's say he has four weeks of thirty, he'll make a hundred k. Yeah, you have to think, given that bulldog soft draw, you know, playing on that right edge, you know, he should be able to work his way into doing a little bit better than that. Hopefully, yeah, thirty five would be about one hundred thirty k in four weeks. So it's certainly attainable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Definitely one to have a look at. Uh, outside of that, Burton doing great stuff. You should have him by now. Um, he's up at almost 700K now. Um, and Max King named on edge, but I have to imagine that's going to be Jackson on the edge. Max King at lock. Max King plays the first 20 to 25 minutes, gets subbed off for somebody, and then um, Jackson moves across to the middle. Hmm. I yeah, assume so. It's it's strange that they've named him that way when they didn't last week, but I'd assume. Oh, that's I think what just they do. Jackson must just like the thirteen jersey. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I reckon Fatal Mariner comes on at twenty, twenty five minutes and plays the game out. And um yeah, we'll see that. Josh Jackson will play eighty, 
20 to 25 on the edge and then he'll go to the middle and then he'll go over to the other edge and Waddell will go off or something like that. So we play sort of 40 and 40, um, I think. Yep. Seems to be how they're running it. And um, obviously Pangai impact bench forward, but that sort of seems to suit him pretty well as long as he's going to get that 50 minutes. I'm not panicked about him. Yeah, uh, and and like this bench isn't, uh, you know, big minute middle forwards either I, I i'm not too panicked yet he, he played this role last week sort of what i was expecting yeah. as well played 56 minutes off the bench and he's got a pretty decent ppm when he's in the middle as well yeah only one tackle bust him on offload and still managed a mid 50s so can't complain about that um and then yeah that's that's pretty much it for the bulldogs uh, the Dragons, Cody Ramsey named it fullback, represents an interesting option. Uh, doesn't play round 13 for head-to-head players, though. Ben Hunt's another one who's an interesting price point. But, I mean, Ramsey at 260, we do need to bring him up. Um, mm-hmm. Is he a chance of locking that jersey down? And, I mean, even a 35 average would see him making money. 30 to 35 average would see him making money from there. Uh, again, like he's one of these guys who doesn't, you know, his job security is based on the whims of the coach, but you have to think he's a decent mm. chance. Like no one's really cemented that spot. Like Sloan, um, I think Sloan's got a lot of potential, but he's he makes a lot of uh, rookie errors. He's still very green. I think he's better served staying in reserve grade for now. Um, the other competition, I guess, is Moses Mbai, if you can call it competition. Um, mm. but- According to the coach, he is competition. Well, I mean, he, he seems like he's uh, in that hooker role now. Like Andrew McCulloch named it fourteen um, by at nine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, look, I'd give it, I'd give uh, Ramsey a decent chance at locking down that spot if he can put in some decent performances. And he was pretty good last week against the Warriors. Yeah, well, yeah, the Warriors. Mate, they've got to come up against the Juggernaut in round fourteen. Yeah, oh, no. there you go. Yeah, Bulldogs this week though, but then they have the bye. And then, yeah, Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Broncos, Roosters. Yeah, it's pretty it's, – it's, mm, it's kind of a neutral – I'd call it neutral schedule. So, yeah, no, it's definitely – he could definitely earn it or he could play one week, lose to the Bulldogs this week, and then, and then you know, be out. So, yeah, hard to trust, hard to trust. And then outside of that, there's not really much happening there. Ben Hunt, well, a couple of 50s um, in a row now. Uh, do we need to discuss Michael Molo? I prefer if we don't. Um, <laughs> one game. Why did he play forty-seven minutes last week? That's what I'm worried. That's what I'm wondering about. Why did he play forty-seven minutes? Um, I know Fui uh, Mayo now only played about four minutes in that game. Um, right. And and I was looking at the injury ward, and, and uh, it's got Jaden Sewer and Josh McGuire. It just says indefinite. There's no actual. Oh. Re- return date on so who knows like right. yeah but uh, i don't know he's probably worth mentioning i guess he he did score mm. fairly well he had a lot of attacking stats to get uh, that good score but negative break negative eight break even 261k um yeah, the, right. the minutes the minutes are the weirdest part the, yeah. yeah i don't know maybe he just must have been on fire i don't know i don't trust it eh? i mean mm. i won't talk you out of it but i mean um yeah i just can't you know I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. He actually played the most minutes out of all the middle forwards other than DeBella. Unreal. You have yeah. to think that's not going to be the same moving forward. Do you reckon it's just because they were playing the Warriors and you know they wanted to give him a crack or what? 
I think he was just playing well, and then he stayed on the field because he was, yeah. you know, it's when you a coach, uh, you know, the coach reckons he's got the hot hand, keep him on the field type thing. Yeah, must be. Mm. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I don't know. I've just lost it. Oh. Now. You made me lose my bloody. You made me lose my spot here, Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, what about? Uh, this feels like a trap, but Talatai Amon finally put up a good score. His first score over 30, no, negative 12 break even. Won't do it. <laughs> Can't tell me no. into it. Uh, moving along to the last game, speaking of trap, Xavier Savage, potential trap here or potential cash cow, depending on how he performs. Uh, Jamal Fogarty is back. Adam Elliott holds that lock spot, which is nice. Um Starlow still coming off the bench, but that, you know it's not a worry. And they've named Sebastian Chris as their edge, uh, as their back cover with Croker back in the team. Good to see. So, I mean, Savage is a big one here. He's going to be a, a potential buy for a lot of people this week. Um, but I mean, you know, with you know, I've already got Moali Peoples cooler. You know, can I afford another risk there? Mm. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's oh geez, I mean, like he feels like a, a oh, man. <laughs> of all the sub three hundred k guys, he's probably the one I'm the most willing to take a punt on. Yeah, well, just that you we've seen the eyeball test upside there. Yeah, um, <clears throat> feels like it would be a lot harder for him to displace his competition than Ramsey to displace his competition. Yeah, he's um. He's not going terrible in reserve grade this year either. He's had five starts at fullback. Um, two of those games he only played at the first half, though, and he's averaging 34. If you just look at the the games where he played the whole game, he's averaging 47. There was one really good game in there, but the rest was like the other two games were mid-30s. So he seems like a, a mid-30s guy with the, with the upside to put up a 70 if he has a big attacking play. Yeah, right. Okay. The break even, I wish it was break even was like 10 or something and not 22. It sort of just, mm. you know, it takes a good score to get him started. I mean, the Eels are a pretty good side. So I, I, I do have concerns about that. Um, and speaking of concerns, obviously Brad Schneider dropped as well with Fogarty coming back. Bad news for anyone hoping for him for round 13. So, you know, it's going to be a headache there for Star- Savage. We'll obviously need to – I don't have a strong feeling in either direction about him. Yeah, I've, I'm leaning towards buying him this week, uh, not because I'm mm. overly confident, but just because, you know, his price point and his potential. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously we're holding Elliot and Starling, not buying or selling either. Uh, off to the Eels, last team here, uh, all looking pretty familiar except Papali'i named at lock, Nikore named on the edge, which is a bit weird. Four forward bench, Madison still on the bench. It's This is a weird team. Uh, I don't know why they've moved Papali'i, but they have. Um, maybe it's a, you know, I don't know, it's a jersey thing. Who knows? So, I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about him. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Reed Marnie, another decent score, not as good as Robson. Um, I mean, still it's, living it's... in the buy category. Um, I mean, of all the hookers, he's. Uh, I mean, he probably is a buy. I think Reed. Um, if yeah. if you can't if you can't afford like a Cook or a Grant, he's probably the next cab off the rank, and he's what a hundred and. 
80k, 130k cheaper than Grant, 180k cheaper than Cook. So he's sort of mm. like a price point type buy, I think. Yep. Uh, and then obviously Maddo, the most expensive bench forward in history at 812k, um, break even 31, averaging 57.7 season long. But you know, last five averaging 66, playing off the bench, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just he's been huge. He's been huge coming off the bench, and he's he's yeah. offloading incredible. Like he's uh, averaging three point two offloads a game in his um, in his bench appearances this year. Yeah, it's just wild. And if he keeps that up, he's he's going to be a keeper. Crazy stuff. Um, and then yeah, we've got Sivo down there, and they extended reserves. It'll be interesting to see if he may, manages to make his way in for um, oh Walker Blake's back too. Oh Walker, yeah. Waka, waka, hey, hey, All right, let's get to some questions. Yes. All right, Ryan. Yes, mate. Uh, on Twitter, we're going Coates, Xavier Coates, to Butcher or McInnes, or is there something else to do with the trash bench and 228K plus Max King? So... Um, the bench is Tuolangi, Kula, Havili, Coates, Walters, Lee, Tass, and Moali. Mm. Um, so you're really looking for two players there, and I don't think I would be moving Max King in that situation. Yeah, it's it's probably Tuolangi and someone else, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking to move, like, say, Tuolangi and Coates. So, so what do you got? So that's 200 and what, two, 442, and Coates is what, how much? 430. 430. So what's that? 870 and 220. No, no, no. So 1.1 million. So what are we buying? Like, say, Luke Garner and Nat Butcher or something like that? Oh, geez. I don't know if I want to recommend Garner to anyone. Um, I mean, what about like Tohu and Savage or. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess. Yeah, he, he Tohu and to- Savage would work. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think that. we might go with that. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Carraz for Max King. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't hate it as a cash out, I suppose. Yeah, I kind of want to find somebody else to trade to Max King, uh, trade to Jack, Jacob Carraz. I mean, I think King's kind of, you know, if he's going to play 50 minutes in the middle, you know, his PPM, you'll have to imagine he's a, you know, he's a, a, borderline keeper that just had a bad week. Yeah, because, I mean, his PPM has been quite good for the majority of this year. Last, but, yeah, it's yeah, over last one. It's well over one. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, just, like, obviously that's, you know, including some um, low minutes games where he scored decent. But uh, let's just look at 35-plus minutes. He's only played two games. No, hang on. Is that the wrong king? Oh, I've just got a lock in front row. Okay. Yeah, so 35-plus minutes, he's played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 games there and averaging 44 in 41 minutes. So if he's playing 50, you know, he should be 45-plus average, and that means he's got some money to make and is a borderline keeper if he can keep that PPM up. Yeah, no, that's... Very good point. He was on uh, he was on my shit list. I was thinking about trading him this week, but I think you might have talked me out of it. 
yeah, I, I don't think I'd be trading King if he's going to be permanently starting. I think that PPM is going to sort itself out. I'd be looking for a Tuolangi, Schneider, you know, someone like that to trade to Karaz or, or something like that. Uh, Lolo and Max King for Madison and Barnett or Cotter and McInnes. See, I'd probably just go, I'd just skip the Max to Barnett and just do Lolo to Madison, I reckon. Yeah, if you've got the bank for it. Does he have the bank for it? Well, well, Lolo is... It's like 580 now. 580 and Barnett's 560. So it's only 20K. So, I mean, if you can't right. afford Madison, just go to Torhu Harris and just go Lolo to Torhu Harris or something in one trade. Yep. I think. Yep. Uh, is a prevailing wisdom there. Uh, what about uh, Tuolungi and Taff to Karaz and Butcher, also a Sexton worth a punt? Um, I like those moves, and uh, I mean, he might be worth a punt. It probably depends on what your risk tolerance is. <laughs> you trust um, more just... Nat Butcher or Toby Sexton? Probably Butcher, just because I know his base is safe. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, Tua Lungi to anyone, 650K or less. Oh, okay, let's uh, let's play the six hundred. Let's play the. So uh, let's make a deal. Cannot afford Jazz Tavanga, who's six fifty two. Oh, that's brutal. Uh, let's have a look here. The uh... oh damn, he can't afford Lock and Croker. One k off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, geez, it's pretty slim pickings. Uh, yeah. Is there any material difference between Luke Keery and Toby Sexton outside of their teams? Well, I mean, the price point, I guess. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, what, why would you spend the extra 200K? Uh, I guess you just you have a little bit more faith in the brand name, don't you? It's like buying uh, Aldi versus, you know, some name brand. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like buying Coke versus the Cola. <laughs> the RC Cola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty It's pretty thin I'd down here. Go, I'd go down to Butcher, hey? I'd, yeah, I'd go all the way down butcher. to Butcher. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Butcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, unless you can afford Jazz, then I might have a punt on Jazz. Torhu, save some cash and get Butcher. No, I'd, I'd go Tohu. I'd go the proven thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, save a trade as well. Uh, Karaz must have, uh, don't have many trade outs seemingly worth doing guys like Edric Cooler and Volea already in my 18 to 21. Nah, I'm not, I'm not calling anyone, uh, any of these cheapies must haves. None of, none no. of them are must haves this year. The only must have player in fantasy this year is Hines, I think, just because of the discrepancy yeah. from wing fullback one to two. But other than that, there's, there are no must haves. Um, would you move Edric Lee to Karaz? Hmm. Probably, I, th- I think so. If uh, yeah, I think so. I think I would. Yeah. Seems like the base is there a lot more. Yep. Yep. Two questions: Is it even worth trading Lolo if he misses two weeks, considering how much value he's lost? We've tried. We've covered that already. Yeah. Well, that was your big uh, play it straight. <laughs> yeah, play it straight, mate. And um, and then if is it worth bringing in any wing fullback outside of Hines, Teddy, or Pat? Thinking of just persisting with the cash cows. 
Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I'm because I'm a Heinz and May owner. I think May is going to be a keeper this year, the way he's going. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of just waiting on either Pap or Teddy to, you know, either Pap to become healthy or Teddy to get done with this, um, you know, this sort of injury. Oh, sorry, this origin period. Um, it, it, but it is tough having to like play like a cooler or a savage or, you yeah. know, one of these guys each week. But it, I sort of feel like it's going to be worth it in the long run rather than buying a, like, a Reese Walsh or someone like that, you know? Jaden Campbell or a, someone like yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a headache. I think so I'd spend the money elsewhere and just play a Cooler or a Karaz or whoever in your wing fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm thinking – I know I'm late, but I'm thinking of punting Haas and picking him back up after Origin. Um, thinking of going Haas to Marnie or Robson, like Robson without Granville, um, to go to a Lungy to a cheapie and thoughts on Kraz versus Ramsey could give Sexton a second chance. So this is two parts because Haas is more expensive than Marnie and Robson. So is it are we doing Haas to Marnie Robson or are we doing just to a Lungy to a cheapie and do we like someone better? I think it really depends on uh, how many trades you've got because it, it feels like a real luxury trade. Um, I'd I'd probably opt for Tohu over Robson, so it's probably between Tohu and Reed. I think I'd go Tohu myself um, for for that round thirteen. Um, yeah, but are you trading Haas or are you holding him though? I, I I wouldn't trade him, but if you've got say you've got you know twenty trades up, up your up your sleeve, I, I wouldn't talk you out of it. But if you're sitting here with say fifteen, fourteen, no way I wouldn't be trading him. Yes, that's a small amount of trades. <laughs> I have many more than that, and certainly not less. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think to a lungy to a cheapie, and I'd prefer Caraz over Ramsey. I think, and I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm executing that second trade. I think I'm hanging on to Haas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh King to Marnie or Harris as a potential keeper, or down to Savage and ride him until CNK comes back, or just hold the trade and hold King for one more week, playing overall. I'd go to Tohu. I think I think that's a safe move, King to Tohu. Yeah, yeah, fairly chunky upgrade long term. I think for mm-hmm. you know less investment. Who's more urgent to yeet, Max King or Blake Taff? Uh, King might lose money quicker. Lolo's already a speck in the horizon after being violently flicked. Best wing fullback option. Keep waiting for Walsh. Already have Heinz and Teddy. Oh, I mean, I think based on what we've discussed about King in the last 10 minutes, I think it's probably tough, isn't it? Yeah, and I also wouldn't be eating Tom Lolo. I know you're frustrated. You should hang on to him. Man, he's going to be a buy when he's back. 100%. Because I... I like I understand a lot of owners are frustrated. Like I started with Tamalolo, but I sold him after three weeks, and that's when he came good after that. So um, yeah. until he wasn't again. But he's what five hundred eighty k. If he comes back scoring fifties, he'll be like five hundred forty k within a couple of weeks. And I've yeah, I've got him on the watch list for sure. Yeah, a low key. Uh, and I'm really running like I'm. I've I, my my team's looking really good, but I'm run pretty like I've run. I've I've spent some trades to get to where I am. And I'm thinking about going to a Lungy down to someone cheap like a Karaz and going Tomalolo up to that dude who does the stuff, Harris, <laughs> um, for the 100K. Um, so I think that's probably a 5 to 10 point minimum upgrade and, you know, a player this week so I don't have to play, buddy. 
Cooler or Savage or Karaz. Um, and then, you know, I can go Adam Elliott and leave me enough money in the bank to do Elliott once he's topped out, probably straight swap to Tom Malolo. But mm. it'll cost me a trade, but I'll manage to get Torhu Harris in. See, I'd probably let Cooler make that decision for me because obviously he plays Thursday night. Tom Malolo's a red dots to Cooler at 18. If Cooler puts up 45, well, then there's no need to make that trade, is there? Yeah, 45 against the Storm coming it's up. Unlikely, but it, yeah. It's unlikely, but it could happen. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I, I don't need to make that decision on the night. Um, so yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely whack Lolo up there. Probably need to do Tulangi to the cheapie either way, and just leave myself yeah. the cash there, and then just sort of see what happens. So I, I was, I was looking at trading Max King, but I think I'm going to hang on to him with the, with the, um, the current situation with him. So, yep, I'll hold on him for now. Uh, all right, um, give us a yeet list, please. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like, you need to give me a, a list of players to perform the yeet list. Otherwise, it's, I'm just naming people. Blake yeet. Taff in his stupid face, number one. Yeah, Blake Taff, Isaiah Tass. Look, you know, anyone, you know who, anyone in a Rabbitohs jersey, basically. Yeah. You know who Blake Taff reminds me of? He reminds me of Caleb Akins. Like, he's the, he's the type of player that's like... An absolute yeah. stud at like Saturday A grade, and he's a decent reserve grade player. And then you stick him in the NRL, and he's just a mediocre fullback. Yeah, but he's not a fullback; he's a half. And I don't know why they're trying to make him a fullback because he isn't one. Cody Walker would probably be better there, and Tafford yeah. half. Yep, 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 yep. All right, mate. That is the Twitter questions. Do you want right. to give me the Instagram ones? I can. I'll fire them at you. We've got a million, as always. Oh, uh, just for something different. The people, they need it. Um, James wants to know if Savage is worth a geese. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'll have a geese at him. Have a sure. geese. Have a geese. What a word. Um, oh, this is an interesting question. Tomo wants to know, is it worth trading for Jerome Luai with a, a zero break even? No. Yeah, I'd- I mean, what's he done to get that break even? Actually, I usually don't think about Jerome Luai. No, don't, and continue to not think about him. He's had three tries in the last two weeks. It doesn't seem like something that's yeah. sustainable. No way, mate. Yep. Um, okay, Will, he wants to, Yeah, no. Will uh, wants to know, just thinking, downgrade Taft to Karaz and maybe Max King to Sexton. Thoughts? No, definitely not the second one. But you did the first one, Taft to Karaz? Uh, maybe. I don't have. I have the luxury of not having owned Taft all year, so I don't understand the feeling of being a Taft owner. Oh, I can. I I do, and it's um, it's it's infuriating. Yeah, it's not an enjoyable experience. And he's he's been a first half merchant the last couple of weeks too, yeah. like where he's put up like. A uh, decent score in the first half and then done nothing in the second half. But last Mate. week he played a bit of centre. Oh, God. He laid the trap pretty nicely, actually. With the 28 in 66 minutes and then the 36 against the Doggies when everybody jumped on without a try by the six goals. And then since then it's been 14, 31, 22, 44, 10. And the 10 mm-hmm. is not not great. No, well, he was on like negative five at halftime. <laughs> Oh, but um, mind you, he got pushed out. He got pushed out onto to playing wing or center. And I mean, they got the Tigers, the Titans, and the Dragons the next three games. So I mean, 
It could very well be sideways or backwards to Karaz, but I don't think it's going to be, but it definitely could be. Oh, I'd probably do it, to be honest. Um, all right. Uh, Vist, he wants to know, Lolo to Maddo, would you do that? Oh, probably. Well, it's a lot of money. It's like 230K or something to go to do that now. And, like, I don't know. I'd probably just go to Toru. Like, surely can't Maddo can't keep doing this. Yeah, I don't it's 120k agree. more for Madison than it is for Torhu. Yeah, it just seems what wrong. What are you paying it? for? What are you paying for? Yeah. Yep. Offload. Um, oh, basically, no. I'm just that's how I feel. Sorry. Oh, geez, Red Dog Shawnee, he's gonna uh, he's gonna stick the boot oh, into you. Mate, every question, he's on there every week. Red Dog Shawnee. <laughs> He's the best. No, but he just wanted to rub it into you that um, he's got a question, but he also wanted to rub it in that he jumped on the Cobo train at 355K. Um, of course he did. <laughs> he listened to you, Of course mate. he, he did. Me. Love you. Love you, mate. Love you, Red Dog. And he's, uh, his question is, Poolangi to Nat Butcher. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, Zach, who is more of a trade out of uh, Poolangi or Randall? And he's looking to bring in. Oh, no. <laughs> Both? <laughs> Can you trade both yeah. this week? I'd love to do like Randall and Tuolungi to Torhu and Savage or something like that. That would be the perfect trade for me this week. Yes. Um, Tuolungi to Karaz. I need wing fullback cover. Sure. Who do you like more, Karaz or Savage? Neither. <laughs> Probably Karaz. Karaz, okay. Uh, Josh King, yeah. the butcher. Oh, I don't know, man. Is that sideways? I don't know. Let me just have a look at Josh King because I, I, I never actually had Josh, Josh King. Uh, so I never had the choice ago. of needing to actually sell him. Um, He's been scoring 30s the last couple of weeks. It's probably an upgrade. Long. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, just, yeah, just probably 10-point upgrade. Yep. Yep. So probably worth it then, yes. Um all right, so Vist again, he's got a list of players here. So he's got Sean Johnson, Sexton, Campbell, Tavunga. Are any of these players worth buying? In my heart, I want to tell you no, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I cannot trust Sean Johnson. And I, I find it really hard to trust Sexton, but I probably trust Sexton more than Johnson at the moment. But, I mean, he's kind of doing more, Sean Johnson. He's got two offloads and four tackle busts the last two weeks running. You know, 111 metres last week. Big kick metres are up. Chanel Harris-David is back. Um, but, I mean, he's maybe he's taking more control of the team. But, he, I mean... Yeah, it's just so dangerous. Yeah. He had four twenty, four sub thirty scores in a row before these last two. Yeah, you have to think that Harris Davida will eat into the kick meters a little bit more than what Arcee's been doing. Um, have a quick look at Arcee. Yeah, Arcee's been averaging sixty five kick meters since he's come into the side over the last four weeks. So you have to think Harris Davida's probably going to eat into that a little bit. Um, like in my preseason projection, I think I had Johnson as a mid forties guy, like a forty five average. He's priced at about forty now, um, mm. and really, like these two big scores the last couple of weeks are just sort of evening out the uh, the little scores, getting him back into that mid forties sort of average. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I tend to steer away. Uh, Jazz Tavanga was is fun, but he's also 
like we've been saying, like he's just an extra thirty k to Tohu. You're like you may as well just do that. Uh, yeah. All right. I think my favorite guys in that range is probably is probably Nat Butcher. Yep. Yep. Um, ben. All right. He wants to know Ilias for Cobo and either Taff or Coates for Amone. No. No, I don't. I'm not. No, I'd, no, I can't. I can't recommend Cobo to you at that price. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you spend on a guy like Jaden Campbell. I think at the same money, um, yep. if you were insisting on getting someone like that. And I, same thing with a Monet. I'd rather you just jump on a Caraz or something like that. You know, at least you know he's got the. You know, I just a Monet's just had so many bad scores, and then just one good one. You can't like. It's a blip. It's it has to be an outlier. It can't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? when the when the entire season is telling you this is a bloke who can't score forty, and then he has one game where he goes huge. But he can't score thirty. That was his first score over thirty. Yeah, yeah. Mm. L- listen to this. Just think about this, and tell me if this is the scores that you want in your team: 20, 27, 17. 18, 26, 26, random 64. Is that the scores that you want? It's not. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and Cobo's just he's so expensive now and he's just scoring so many tries. It's, you have to it. think. Yeah. If you want a wing fullback, get a Savage or a Karaz and put the 250 to 300 and something K in your, in your kitty, I think. And like you said, I'd rather take a punt on Jaden Campbell, which segues into Robbie's question. Does uh, Jaden Campbell tickle your fancy with two 60s on return from injury? Yeah. He's, uh, he doesn't tickle my personal fancy, but for the fancy of a prospective buyer, he's doing everything right, I think. So, uh, like, I mean, I've got, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lucky. I, I sort of, I want to keep Hines in my wing fullback, and I'm really wanting, I'm saving myself for a Cleary or a DCE now to round out my ran out my starters. So I'm saving myself for them. Uh, but if I was looking for a wing fullback, he would be somebody that I would be looking at for sure. Um, all right, Rev, he wants to know, the best hooker option under 670K only have Starling currently after dumping Randall this week. It's not looking I, I don't know if you need one. Starling's fine. Just leave him in there, mate. Do you need um, one? I mean, it's... Probably not. Like as long as Starling's playing, like you could just just wait a week or wait till round fourteen. Have a have a plan up your sleeve to get Marnie or you yeah. know Harry Grant if he backs up or something like that. Yeah, all these guys are cheap for a reason. Yeah, um, it's not somebody that I would be actively trying to pick up. You know, I'd be going down like if if you were like desperate desperate for someone or whatever, like I'd just be going all the way down to a. You know, Lusick or Simpkin or something like that. But like, it just seems like a nothing trade at the moment. And while Starlink's playing and in no danger of not playing unless he gets injured, like randomly, um, and then you can sort of deal with it at that point, I sort of don't necessarily see any urgency. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. Um, do you, th- <laughs> Do you think Demetrio has overtaken Sticky as the coach who hates fantasy coaches the most? No, it's not Demetrio's fault that all of his players suck. <laughs> That's what they say about Ricky Stewart. No, well, uh, Ricky Stewart says that about Ricky Stewart. 
Uh, okay, uh, Ludicrous NRL. He wants to know: considering Luda. selling, <laughs> considering selling Haas for Tohu or Jackson, and upgrading Taft to Sexton, but not sure if I should. Um, I need more round thirteen players. Yeah, no, I probably wouldn't do that at all. Um, you wouldn't. No. I don't. I don't do that. I don't like it. No. Not selling Haas? No. No, I don't think so. Um, Yeah. Like, I'm I'm all for, like, getting around 13 players, and that's fine. But, I mean, like, trading out Haas, he's, like, a genuine guy. He's just dropped a bunch of cash. Like, it's, it's, it's a big choice. I mean, if you were dead set that you want round 13 players and, you you know, you're going to give it a crack, like, I can see why you would do Torhu and Sex, like, you give that a go. But, like, I just, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I certainly couldn't do it with the trade position I'm in. Like, if you got, like, yeah, like Ryan said, if you got, like, 20 trades left, pull the trigger. But, like, you know, if you got 15 or less, you really can't. Mm. Yep. Um, Humperdinkle, he wants to know, Randall and Poolungi must go. He needs a hooker thinking Reed Marnie mm-hmm. and and Jared Wallace, who has scored no, three no, tries no, in two weeks. No, 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 no. It started off so well, Ryan. I, I know. I knew you were going to like that. Yeah, it started off so well, mate. It was just you were on the right track. You were just absolutely crushing it, and then you just served that up at the end there, mate. And, you, you know, it's... It's yeah. you know, but you started well. You did. You did start well. So, mate, I I think the answer to your question is that you want to get the. Uh, do you need a hooker, or you want a hooker? Well, he's yeah. selling Reed Marnie. Yeah, right. But I mean, he's probably got one of Grant or Starling or something like that. I mean, I can understand. Right, Reed's fine. All right, let's leave Reed in there. Let's you know, let's not make it too complicated. But like, just get Reed and then go down to a go down to a Karaz or a, you know, someone like that, you know, any one of the players that we've been sort of chatting about, Luke Garner, maybe I definitely prefer Luke Garner to Jared Wallace. Yeah. Um, I mean, Wallace has been playing decent minutes the last two weeks. I just can't recommend a forward who scored three tries in two weeks though. Um, no. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's changed there. Cause he has been starting a prop. He's played 53 and 46 minutes. What's his, I wonder well, what is his normal- name feeder. Right, and Joloff's uh, been injured, and mm. so they've been pl- and Proctor's been injured, so they've been playing Liu on the edge. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's probably where that's come from then. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, oh man. Oh no. All right, Mark. He's uh, Mark. Unfortunately, has Tom Turbo. Why? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll move past the why. Hopefully he, yep, okay. hopefully he hasn't had him all year. Hopefully he was. Yeah, hopefully he jumped on him like a couple of weeks ago. All right, so he's doing Turbo and Poolangi to Karaz and Jackson and pocket the 70K for Tohu next week. Read that again. Turbo and Poolangi for Karaz and Jackson, and then he's uh, getting Tohu next week. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. I'd probably just get Tohu this week and, and maybe not worry about Jackson now. Yeah, like Torhu's obviously better. Yeah, I get him. I get Torhu this week. There's a bunch of guys like Jackson's never going to get away from you price wise. Uh, I just think Torhu's better to do it in this order, unless you're expecting Torhu to lose money. But you know, there's no guarantees of that. Um, Jake, he wants to know: Should I get rid of Taff and bring in Ponga? I'm playing head to head, so not worried about buy rounds. I can do the straight swap. I have uh, 226k in the bank, and I have May, Hines, Taff, Cooler, and Karaz as my wing fullbacks. Or should I save the trade? Wait, May, Hines, 
May Hines, who? Crichton. No, May Hines, Taff, Cooler, and Karaz. Yeah, I mean. I probably wouldn't do that trade. No, I, yeah, I'm sort of leaning towards no as well. I'd be more inclined to go to a Nat Butcher or something instead of a Ponga. Yeah, and just play Karaz or something like that. Especially yeah, now, like a, yeah. Especially now with Clifford back in the side, you have to assume Pong is probably going to lose goal kicking. Mm. Um, all right, and last question on Instagram from our good mate James. Um, he says, great content as always. Well, that's debatable, I think. But we'll take <laughs> yeah, your word for nah. it. <laughs> mate, the people on Instagram who have been criticizing our origin teams beg to differ. Um he says this week I'm looking I mean, he always asks us a trade question every week, which I like, but then like he DMs us a couple of days later and it's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever we say to waste you, our time. Yeah, Do you remember so that like waste her, waste her time twenty eighteen or whatever it was? That was <laughs> oh, like, like yeah. He just loves us too much. Yeah. All right. So he wants to do King and Tuolangi to McInnes or Cleary and Savage. So I guess uh, I guess lock in Tuolangi to Savage, but would you do King to McInnes or Cleary? That seems like a pretty wide. Mm. Well, he says skipping Cleary leaves 300K in the bank to upgrade duds like Walters, Gilbert, Smith, Peoples later yeah. on. Getting I would Cleary be going, I'd be not getting McInnes and I'd be getting Tohu. Yes, yeah, I'd agree. I'm a little bit worried. Spend about the 40k. Me. Spend the 40k. Mm. Get Torhu. Round 13. He's a good looking bloke. You know, no worries great about hair. his role. Great, great hair, hair. Like, like all the blokes we were talking about. Carrigan. Yeah. Potter, great yeah. hair. Long hair. Don't care. Yeah. Yep. Right. Good. Good advice as always, Mark. Let's uh, Thanks, round Mark. it off Correct. with Facebook. Lovely. All right, Stuart Lord. Big big fan of the show, Stuart Lord from Boomer Bust. Uh, he says, can I trade for a decent halfback in the middle third of the year? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Is Toby Sexton a decent halfback? <laughs> no, I don't know he cannot. I decent, but... Uh, yeah. Get Luke here. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy having Burton and Hastings chugging away in my halves at the moment. Yeah, my halves are set. I've got Cleary, DC, and Hastings, so I'm, I'm done for the year. Yeah. Yeah, I got Hastings and Burton with Hines as backup via Cooler. So that's why I'm sort of thinking maybe I might go to a Savage or a Karaz to sort of beef up that wing fullback halves cover via that. Mm. Um, it allows me like push Hines up if I need to and, and whatever. And, and yeah, but I kind of want to gun half or wing fullback, but I, I'm sort of, there's no one really piquing my interest at the moment. Mm. Outside of the guys like Stuart or shooting, Stuart's having the same problem. I don't want to buy DC or Cleary now, and mm. none of the wing fullbacks I'm really keen on. So I'm not like, meh. Anyway, um, all right. Um, Matt Pickering wants to know do we trade Max King or hold him for another week? Oh, I think we've, I, I was, before this podcast, I was very much on uh, trading him, but I think we've uh, persuaded each other into holding for another week. Yeah, and what's the prediction for Wade Graham's minutes moving forward? No, Matt. Matt. Okay, Matt, listen to me. Okay, so for anyone not uh, not familiar, Matt's a good friend of ours and he's in our he's in our head-to-head league and his team name is uh, called Uncooked Spaghetti and he <laughs> is his his nickname is the Player Assassin because whenever he buys someone, they bloody break a week later, all right? Wade Graham is fragile enough. He does not need you buying him. <laughs> Matthew. Poor bloke. <laughs> Matty's lining Wade Graham up for a ScoMo-esque tackle. 
on the kid. <laughs> Good hip and shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, but as for Wade's minutes, he seems like he's in the Jai Arrow role. 50, uh, 55 last, to 60. Yeah, last week he played 30 on an edge, and then when Wilton came on, he um, played 30 in the middle. So I think that might be his role going forward, just because Wilton has been pretty good um, on an edge. And I think Wade Graham does a role as a ball-playing lock as well as sort of a linking man. Yeah. He's got that half background. So, um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think... really sort of, McInnes when McInnes isn't on the field. Yeah, exactly. So I think... Um, I think and, and last week, Trindle came on for the last 20, sort of filling that role. So uh, I think um, I think 60 to 65, maybe 70 if there's an injury or something is, is sort of Wade's go this year with um, half of that being in the middle. So the short answer is he's not a buy. Uh, Austin Murphy wants to know is having one million in the bank too much? Yes, that's way too much, Austin. You just yeah, way too you're much. being silly, mate. Being silly. Yeah. Sort it out, mate. Uh, who is the best player for six hundred and twenty-four k and under? Trading Randall and Max King to McInnes and whoever for this price. Um, probably probably Butcher. Or... No, you just hold Max King. Oh right, yeah, do that. Yeah. Just trade Randall straight to McInnes because that's what he's saying. There, he wants to get McInnes and whoever for this price. Already have Butcher, Peoples, and Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would literally just be hanging on to Max King and just doing Randall to McInnes or Torhu. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Haas to Papali'i, 18 trades left. I wouldn't do it. Not with Papa Lee back in the middle now. Like I know he's playing a little bit on the edge, but like playing in the middle really, I think, hurts his um, overall average just because you'd assume he's probably not going to play 80. He didn't last week. I think he played about 65, 70. I'll have a quick look. Uh, yeah, only scored 50, which is about the same, same as what Haas got. Yeah, and just being in the middle obviously eats in his, into his potential to score tries. Like you, you don't have a um, mm-hmm. as good of a chance of scoring a try when you're playing lock as you do running a line um, on an edge, running at a tiny half when you're a big bloke like Papali'i. So um, exactly. I don't think this is a good time to buy. I don't think it's a good time to buy. No, I agree. Um, what to do with Haas, Lolo, upgrade to iPad Matto. I think we just covered that. Lolo, I think I would prefer you to hold him, but if you are dead set on trading him... I mean, you are, and you'll either be right or you'll be wrong. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about trading either of those and then the options to bring in being IPAP and Matto, we sort of discussed them at length as well. I think Torhu's my favourite buy this week. Yeah. It's generally a bad sign, though, when we line up like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean Johnson or Sexton, good cash downs for Pete cows so i'm assuming by peaked cows you mean um yeah max king or um uh schneider guys like that so randall sj or sexton to one from from one of those types of guys i'd be more willing to take a punt on sexton yeah i agree uh michael molo with look we discussed him maybe but you know seems fraught with danger uh, Carazza Savage, we've discussed. Adam Elliott, still a buy? Question mark. Jeez, oh, I don't know if he is. Um, it's hard to trust today. It is, yeah. Only getting 43 minutes on the weekends. Uh, and like, I have to think that will increase, especially with Origin coming up. Um, oh, and you know, mate, Horsburgh played like 50 minutes and flushed yeah. and played like 40 something. You have to imagine that's not the normal course of business. No, it's just typical Ricky shenanigans messing around with his. Um, 
with his rotation. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think he's a pretty safe fifty-minute lock most weeks. Yeah. So I mean, he might, I think he's he a hold. Yeah, I think he's a hold. I don't know if I'd be rushing out to buy him. Would you buy him at five hundred or four ninety, whatever he is, or butcher at five sixty? I think I'd go. Jeez, I think I'd go uh, Elliot personally. Oh, Elliot, oh, Butcher, no, Butcher's only 526. It's 30K difference. Less than 30K. <sighs> oh, man. I prefer um, Butcher. I think it's a lot closer than I'd like it to be, though. Um, mm. yeah. I, yeah, I guess for 30K more. Yeah, I, th- I well, the thing is, we, I don't know if Elliot's buy, and I'm pretty sure that Butcher is if you're looking for somebody in that range. So I guess that probably my perspective, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be looking at Elliot. If I knew, if I saw the scores that he'd put up and what the, the role's sh- shifting around, like now that Wolford's in the team, he, he's a lot less safe for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Right. And Fanua Blake. Max King, I'm assuming, but it could be Josh King. Guys, if, if you're going to ask a question with King in it, you need to tell us which one it is. But Anfield Blake, Undetermined King, Randall and Pakes, all in my starting side and 370K in the bank. Don't think you can help with the latter three all average F all and Adam Fanil Blake mostly gone. Well, that makes it pretty easy to, you know, hold on to King. Yep. Um, and so Adam Vanilla Blake and Randall probably seem to be the two. I mean, Pakes is, you know, a cheap red dot and just, you know, let him in, let stay there and fix the other two, I think. Yes, yeah, 100%. So I'd be going, so what's Vanilla Blake worth now? Uh, good question. I think he's, yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, okay. Well, like, so if you go, yeah, Adam Vanilla Blake, and okay. Randall with three seventy k in the bank, you can get Torhu and Reed. Reed, and I think that gives you two pretty good options there, but doesn't really give you a lot for Pakes. But like, if you were to go Torhu and say, let's say Torhu and Butcher, that gives you an extra one hundred fifty k to make something out of Pakes next week. Uh, what's pa- what's Pakes at currently? Oh, nothing. 350. To be honest, I think I'd just get the two guys I think are going to be keepers in Toho and Randall. Uh, I'm sorry, Toho mm. and Reed. And you can move packs on to, you know, say Savage goes well this week and move it on then. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. I like it. Oh, do that. Two keepers in, please. Max King and Kelma to Toho and somebody under 320K? Um, I'm just crazy. He's 321. If you can't afford him, I guess the next best is probably Savage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, took a punt on Turbo, which has gone tits up. Thoughts on Drinkwater or Garrick? Oh, no, son. Oh, it, it, oh geez. Um, I don't know if I can recommend Drinkwater when Scott Payton's taking him off for like a 10-minute breather to get a hammer on like he yeah. did last. Uh, no, nah, but, I mean, yeah. that's going to be fixed for the next – oh, well, theoretically for the next couple of weeks. I'd mm. be going Jaden Campbell. And he's yeah. cheaper than those other two. Yeah, yeah. Take a punt on Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Talakrai cash out to Bulldogs outside back Karaz and the toothless 
Taft and Nat Butcher frees up 361k to Tasty Torhu next round after he drops a little more, or skip Butcher and go straight to Torhu. Round 13 is of interest to me. I mean, I like both of those plans. It probably depends on uh, who you're trading out to Torhu next week. Um, Mm. But I I, I like uh, plan A. I think I'd go with that. Yep. Talakai to Frizzell. Ooh. See, I think it just goes back to what we've discussed. That's, yeah. you know, why... Do you have another don't... 10K? Yeah, can you just spend the, the 10K and get Tohu? Otherwise, I mean, otherwise I'm fine with it if you don't have the money. Yeah. Would you get Frizzell or Jazz? <sighs> probably probably Frizzell. I feel a bit safer with Frizzell. Safer, yeah. And then best cheapie under 400K? I guess Karaz or Savage. Um, yeah. Is there anyone else? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We probably would have been asked about them by now. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. All right. Last one uh, is from our good friend Belent. Yes. He says, Round 17 is looking pretty bleak. Is it actually an advantage to think about loading up in that round if possible? Or does that just even the playing field considering most are loading up on round 13 and will eventually have to flick off most cows with limited trades in round 17? And then he says, wait, have I answered this question by myself? <laughs> uh, yeah, you might have. I'm looking at round uh, thir- 17 now. And it, you're right. It does look a little bit bleak, especially with um, all these rabbitos turning into red dots. Um, you can't imagine there's going to be too many Storm or Sharks players people are going to own that. Uh, yeah. uh, well, it's basically just Jerome Hughes if he gets cheap. Same with Nico Hines and Cameron McInnes. Yeah, I think we think uh, Hines is going to be the origin side, so I, I don't even feel comfortable yeah. penciling him in as yeah. a green dot. Um, yeah. I guess Reed Marnie's the option there. As yeah, well. same with Papali'i. Uh, you know, but they're, they're people that have David Clemmer, maybe Jackson mm-hmm. Hastings, and then what Adam Reynolds. And Ben Hunt, because he's not playing Origin. Maybe Ben Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Ben Hunt. Mate, don't there's no need to trigger the people after two hours. Jeez, this has been a long one. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany will think I bloody left to go to Macau or something. Snuck out <laughs> snuck out the back door. Oh, we've had a last minute trade come through on, on Twitter as well. He wants to go uh Tomololo to Torhu Harris or down to Adam Elliott. Or across to Riven Garrick or Jaden Gamble? Uh, Tohu. I think we've answered yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, Tohu. All right. Mate, I think that's it. Oh, I'm exhausted. That was a that was a marathon effort. Yeah, mate, two hours. It's the first two-hour one that we've done in a long time. Yeah, wow. I'm proud of us. Normally, they're only two hours in the preseason. Yeah, but we broke them up this year. Yeah. We did, yeah. We yeah, we did break them up. I wonder when the last time we actually did a two-hour podcast was because I reckon would have been last year. Yeah, it'd have to be. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going for a bit of a look now. Have you got any closing thoughts on the way out, Ryan? Oh man, I just uh, I just don't buy players in green jerseys. I think is the closing thoughts. I think that's what we yeah. can all learn. The lesson of the yeah. week. Normally it's green for go, but it's opposite day today. So, you know, it's yeah. green, it's bad. Does that, we, do we extend that to Xavier Savage then? Well, Starling and Elliot have been all right. Maybe it's only in uh, green and red uh, hoop yeah, jerseys. Green, yeah, green. Yeah, I think it's green and myrtle, mate. Mm-hmm. I think it's an official okay. color, myrtle. 
Myrtle. Yeah. Like, uh, it's Harry like, Potter. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, like I went away to a basketball tournament and um, when I was younger and the team from the Northern Territory how, is that they were that jerseys with that orange color. Um, but apparently it's not orange, it's ochre. Ochre? Yeah, O-C-H-R-E, and it's a specific colour that's, you know, okay. it's it's a, it's a it's Northern Territory, like it's their flag colour or whatever, right. um, and they, they we were trying to call them orange and they were getting upset. So I assume the, <laughs> the myrtle is a is, is similar scenario to that. You know, it's very, it's not red. Right. So, well, I mean, my, my monkey brain doesn't go past the primary colours anyway after that. I'm no, well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said something about um, red and blue making purple the other day, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> colours with Mark and Ryan. Da 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 da. I think it's time to go. <laughs> All right, guys. I apologise for the last like three to four minutes. I apologize for the last two hours. We're delirious. We're delirious. It'll probably take you all of your trips to work. You're not going to get in any other podcast this week because you're going to have to listen to this one over about six drives, unless you live in Sydney, in which case it'll be the first half of your drive to work. <laughs> uh, but th- thanks very much for joining us, guys. Hope you enjoy your weekend of footy. We'll be back to talk by around State of Origin next week. Actually, um, next week we might have to do the pod uh, late. Um, because I'm away on Tuesday night, right? So, okay. but we'll we'll work it out. We might do it we on on Wednesday, or like Thursday or something. Preview for the origin. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll work it out. Yeah. I have faith in our pl- ability to plan this, right? We'll, we'll figure it out, mate. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Enjoy your night. Whenever you listen to this, daytime, nighttime, whatever. And um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>